I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Uh, I'm still so shook from the game last night. These games are ending right around 11 o'clock, which is just like almost past my pumpkin time, where I'm like, I'm just about to turn. I didn't fall asleep until, well, my kid was sick as well, so I didn't get to sleep until maybe 1 a.m. Yeah. And oh. then my alarm went off at three. What's your kid? What happened to him? Oh, he's just sick. Flu? Whatever. Yeah, ear infection. Yeah. I had to oh, take him to the, the doctor worst. yesterday. He threw up and everything, and we we're like, oh. Yeah. Same at my house, only with the, it's not a kid with an ear infection. It's a cat that peed on the bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, all Wait, the, so all the blankets are in the wash, so I had to sleep under a robe last night. <laughs> Hold on. every sing- Your cat peed on every single one well, of it, your bed no, sheets. No, it pees on one, and then it just sinks through. Yeah, but... Don't you have other bed sheets? What do you mean? No, like not the sheets, like the like my like duvet and like my my covers. Yeah. Why? Who has a second set of those? Who has you an know, extra duvet hanging around? Wait. Okay. Hold on. So it peed through your duvet, right? <laughs> yeah. Did it pee through like the 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 bed sheets and everything? Yeah. But don't so, cats know to go in the box? Yeah, but, but the box put, was full. I was neglectful. Put, I'm a terrible father. Oh man. So you change the bed sheets though. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm just trying to understand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So I had like on the bed was just like the fitted sheet. Yes. Because the fitted sheet didn't have pee on it. Yes. Okay. So, but everything that was on top of the fitted sheet yes. had pee on it. But did you not have like an extra blanket that you could have put? Like a sheet? Bed no, sheet? like I did. You no. have to change your pajamas because there was pee uh, no, on you. I don't. No, 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 no. The you cat only have one bed sheet. That's weird. No, I don't. It's I have more than one bed sheet, but that sheet wasn't the problem. I got a closet full of sheets. I just yeah. didn't have any blankets. So why don't you just take a bunch of sheets oh, and, and like, pile them on stack top? sheets? Yeah, maybe like a one. lasagna. Yes. Like have like like just keep stacking sheets until they get warm. Yeah, and no. you're, the, you're the meat. No, no. I went down to bed. Catherine had it all ready for me with like a robe on my side <laughs> that I had to crawl under. <laughs> so you get a robe. <laughs> yeah, but then she had a robe too. Wait, did you wear the robe? Or no, I crawled under it. Sh- I used the robe as a blanket. I didn't Stop. even put the robe on. <laughs> So you used the robe as a sheet? Yeah. But you had like a closet full of sheets. Yeah, but I used the robe as a blanket, not a sheet. And then the best part was is I woke up in the morning and I just put my arms through the holes and got out of bed. (laughs) Oh my God, dude, that's so funny. 
Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I'm not in the I'm not in the business of stacking sheets, man. Okay. I just think because then when the, then when the blankets come out of the dryer, who's going to fold all those sheets? Wow. Not Catherine. It's her birthday today. So me. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So I know you guys, you Mocha, you Maury, love playing a new game, and I know that the people listening right now, you guys love when we play a new game. Okay. Um, so. We're going to test out a board game that we found. It's not really a board game. It's sort of like a party game. Okay. Uh, today, we're going to be playing Awkward Hugs. Oh, yeah. God. Who came up with this game? Okay. We're going to be playing <laughs> Awkward Hugs. How Awkward Hugs works yeah. is there is a hug master. I will be the hug master. And then, <laughs> you? Yes. The person who hates hugs the most? Yes, because the hug master doesn't actually do the hugging. No, Just I'm the Maury. hug master. You and damn it, you Maury. You hate human okay. interaction, though. You and damn it, Maury are the huggers. So what's going to happen is this: awesome. how how awkward hugs works is um, you and Maury will actually be strapped together. What the hell is that? Okay, you stri- you put these things around your waists, yeah. and then they lock together. They're like. <laughs> Big padlocks on the front of them. So you guys are are belly to belly locked together in a hug position with your arms around each other. Yeah. And how the game works is that I will then ask you guys questions. And on the count of three, you answer either yes or no. If you both answer yes, then we move on. Yeah. If one of you answers yes, one of you answers no, then I read out a consequence card. Okay. Some of the consequence cards are things like... Um, massage like a, a massage your huggers biceps and tell them how strong they feel. Okay, so it'll, it'll it's going to be stuff like this. So it's called awkward hugs for a reason yeah. because it's extremely awkward. So uh, we're going to take a break, play a song. We're going to get Mocha and Maury strapped oh, together, no. locked together oh, in, in the hug position. And I'm the worst at hugging. And we will come back and we will play a quick round. Yeah. of awkward. Hugs. You know, as a side note, Maury is terrible at yes. hugging. I went yes. to give him a hug uh, a couple weeks ago. Right. And his arms like locked up. He was like completely straight. Yeah, no, like as if I was about to attack him. Like standing like a nutcracker. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like a little wooden nutcracker. The Roz and Mocha Show okay, podcast. So are, Mocha, are you ready? Yes. What Maury, are we doing again? Maury, are you ready? Hell yeah. People listening right now, um, are you ready? Because it's awkward hugs time. This is the game, the party game. Yeah. Where two people are strapped together by. Uh, locks and straps around your waist so you're belly to belly locked together in a hugging position and then I will ask you guys questions and as a team they're simple yes and no questions and if you both answer yes then we move on to the next one however if one of you answers yes and one of you answers no then we go to a consequence card okay a consequence (laughs) card so, so we're going to get you guys strapped together. Yeah. Maury, uh, Mocha, would you like to go over with Maury? Not really, on, but I guess that, we're doing this. Onto that side. Okay, so Maury right now is standing there, and he's got his strap. Okay, now give Mocha, oh, give, give Mocha his it's strap. It's like Mad Toit. Right? <laughs> okay. Oh, and by the way, just so you guys know, I'm the only one that has the key that unlocks oh, your... There's a key? There's a key. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys are going to be locked together. So what now? Okay, so now you guys have to lock yourselves together. Okay. Okay, is it nice and tight? Okay, now Maury is moving and they both have straps around them. And on the front of the straps are these big giant padlocks that fit together. And they're about to get them locked together. Press it together and push down. Press it, yeah. That's what she said. (laughs) 
Slide that key in nice and tight. It's got to go in there all the way. More. Yep, That's what way. she said. Stop it. <laughs> you can see right now. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Are you okay? No. Okay. Now, how this works is I'm going to ask you guys a question. Yeah. And you have you have uh, three seconds on the cow countdown from three. You both answer yes or no. Yeah. If it's a match, we go on to the next one. If it's a yes and a no from each of you, then we will go to a consequence card. Okay. Uh, we gentlemen. While doing this. I don't know if that's in the rules. Yeah, no, you No, you actually like have to hug while doing yeah. this. Really? That's why it's called awkward hugs. Yeah, you have to hug while doing this. <laughs> okay. Question one. Mm -hmm. Do you admire yourself in the mirror before getting in the shower? No. no. You got to let me count down. Sorry. Okay. Question two. Yeah. Do you think... There might possibly be a monster under your bed. Yes. No. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. Cons oh, man. Consequence card. Honestly, you believe in monsters? Okay. You're so, a man, so dog. Now it's time to read a consequence card. Your consequence <laughs> uh, for this one is uh, do a squat together. Oh, man. While, while locked together <laughs> and hugging. Knees are like <laughs> so one knee has to go in between the Wait, other guy's while knees. Hugging? Yes. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mari farted. Mari farted. I don't like this game. Mari farted. What's the matter with you? It was a squad. Come on, man. <laughs> Control your bodies. <laughs> okay, uh, gentlemen, moving on. Uh, next question. The question is, by the way, we're playing Awkward Hugs, and it is very awkward. Yeah. Uh, the question, <laughs> have you ever chewed someone's used gum? No. Yes. <laughs> okay. God, you're disgusting, okay. dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, your next consequent card, uh, gentlemen, yeah. is for the two of you to do nose kisses. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> to do what? nose kisses. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I can't do that. Okay, so just I... just the tips. Like, yeah, just rub, rub tips. Them, yeah. yeah, just rub tips. Okay, and then we'll move oh, on. Oh, guys. And then we'll move on. Okay? Hold on, I have a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it more weird to do this with your eyes closed or open? <laughs> um, which, I, which one's less weird? Closed. Uh, yeah, closed them with no. We know it's both. Like if you're staring at each other, that's weird. Why don't you? Why don't you, Mocha, look at the ceiling and you, Maury, look off to the side. Okay, look okay. to the side. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay just... I do that with my kid. Come on, man. Okay. Oh, cool. uh, next question, okay. gentlemen. Keep hugging, by the way, please. Okay. Uh, next question, gentlemen. Have you ever eaten a snack while on the toilet? Yes. No. Okay. Oh, come on, Maury. Now I just think you're lying. Okay, uh, your consequence, because this is now the, uh, we're on to another consequence card. You guys are very not good at this. Uh, breathe hot air into their ear. What? So you have to take turns breathing hot air into each ah, other's oh. ear. Oh, God. Okay. It's not like cheese and pickles. No wonder you're farting in here today. God, okay, dude. Mocha, go ahead. Oh, it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hot air, bro. All right, and a uh, 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 final question. Okay. Do you like the person you're hugging? No. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, man, I have so many consequence cards here. Which one am I going to do? 
Um, do we want to do? I'll let you guys choose, okay? Because oh, I have four consequence cards here. <laughs> uh, do you want to um, press your cheek up against theirs? Do you want to tickle each other? Do you want to slow? Do you want to slow dance? Or, or do you want to do butterfly kisses? What are those? What are butterfly kisses? Oh, yeah. Butterfly kisses are when you touch eyelashes together. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yes. No, the first one, the first one, the I first one. I thought it's when you go like this and then no, kiss. No, the first one. Press your cheek against theirs? Yeah, I'd rather do that. Or, or tickle each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey! You broke apart. You broke the game. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You two jerks. Dumbass uh, game. That is how you play uh, awkward hugs. So uh, there you have it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It's 92.5. You got Roz and Mocha. Hey, Roz and Mocha. It's Noah. Hi, Noah. Uh, I just wanted to call and say to see if you had fun playing that new game, Mocha. Oh, awkward hug? Um, yeah, it was all right. Not really, but whatever. It was fun for me, Noah. <laughs> it sounded like you had so much fun. Ross, like yeah. on the radio? Yeah. I, I think like you had a blast. I think we have to play that again, like, soon. What? Can you yeah. play that? Do that tomorrow. <laughs> no, man, not that soon. Come on. Why not? Boy, <laughs> <laughs> still smells yeah. like pickles and cheese. That smell's not going away for a while. You got you got to play it every day now. Every day? Oh, that's too much to ask, bro. Wow. Yeah, no, I think that that's, uh, that's a little extreme. We can't do awkward hugs every day. <laughs> But, uh, Maybe but every other day. Yeah, no, we will 100% play it again, though. <laughs> but for, obviously, you have to be the hug master, right, Rob? For sure. <laughs> yeah. Should we just dive right into just consequent consequence cards right away? Excuse me. Let's just do more consequence. No, it's got to be part of the game. No, you no. have to be. You got to have to be strapped together. It's By the way, what are butterfly kisses? I told you. So hold on. What is you flutter your eyes? No, you you like you touch eyelashes. <laughs> you put your eye no, up this to... Is, it, that, Noah, Roz, yeah. don't yeah. fall for it. No, I've Maury, never done no, butterfly no, 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 kisses. No, no, no. I don't know what it Maury is. Maury is trolling right now. He's yeah. pretending like he doesn't know what it no, is. No, I legit so he don't then know. Say, I, fully, I, fully asked, I fully think he knows what it is. No, yeah. no, so then I that don't. Way, so then that way he can say, Roz, show me, show me, Roz. Right. So he can get yeah. close to you. I got you. I'm not falling yeah. for that. It's a, it's a trap, Roz. The, the problem is, is that there's a lot of... There's so many things that Maury doesn't know that I... I'm suspect that he does know. <laughs> yeah, like I just would never assume that he would know. No, I legit don't know this one. I told you what it was. I know, it's, but I've never done it. Like, do you intertwine okay, you, your eyelashes? You have a husband, yeah. right? Yeah, be go intimate home, with your husband. Go and do butterfly kisses with your husband. Don't be intimate with your coworker. Fine. <laughs> All right, like a ten, just like, so. <laughs> wow. I, I know. Like he's so disappointed. <laughs> like I can't. Like he's being forced uh, yeah, to. Like. <laughs> no, it's when you, you you put your eyes really really close together, and then you your eye the tips of your eyelashes touch as, you, you, as you pink eye. as you flutter your no. eyes. No, okay, that's it, that's if you came really really close to me, and you put your eye really close to mine, and then I quickly touch my bum, and then I put it in your <laughs> eye. That's how you get pink eye. <laughs> Come over here, more. <laughs> here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello. Hey, it's Ross and Mocha. Oh, hi. How are you? Good. How are you? You, you texted us <laughs> by accident, but I need clarification. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's your name, first of all? It's Christina. Okay, Ross. Here's what Christina texted. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so there's three emojis, okay? Yeah. And that's all it is. There's three emojis. <laughs> okay. 
It goes red heart. Yeah. Red heart. Yeah. And then tongue sticking out of mouth. Oh, wow. And then followed by another text that reads, whoops, that was meant for someone else. Okay. <laughs> so, Christina, who are you sending that to? It was my boyfriend. Uh-huh. <laughs> what were you trying to say? Just that I love him. Okay. So I understand red heart, red heart. You really love the dude. What's the significance yeah. of the tongue out of the mouth? <laughs> Just a little like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah, I get it. I don't use emojis, so I need perfect clarification on these things. <laughs> That's all I can give you. Uh, I bet you regret picking up the phone now, huh? Uh, yes. All right. <laughs> Unknown caller. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Christina, is your face red right now? It is, yes. Yeah. What's your boyfriend's name? Mike. Mike. Lucky guy. <laughs> Thanks. Lucky guy. <laughs> Enjoy your day, Christina. Thanks, you too. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. If you're not a member of the Air Transat Kids Club, you got to get on this. Uh, it's free for kids ages 2 to 11. And I know, Roz, when you use Transat with your family, mm-hmm. uh, you signed up Roxy for Kids Club. Yeah, and it's really incredible. And, you know, the especially when Catherine was traveling with Roxy alone, because when you only have one parent and navigating an airport with all that luggage is just an, is a nightmare. And so she signed her up. She didn't really know what it was, and I explained it to her. And then when you get to the airport, when you do sign your kid up for Kids Club, you get a dedicated check-in counter, which saves you so much time. Uh, you get to board early, which saves you so much nice. time. And then on the flight, uh, they give the kids like just a bunch of stuff, like just the perks and cool stuff and everything else. Uh, so the Kids Club, it is totally free and it is so worth it. If your kid is between 2 and 11 years old, you just go online, you sign your kid up. Uh, priority baggage handling. Yep. If you're traveling with real, real little ones, hey, stroller gate delivery service for you. Plus, you can get entered to win an exciting family vacation. Learn more right now at Air Transat.com. Should we take a phone call? We should. Hello, Razamoga. Hey, what's going on? Not much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What can we what's, do for you, what's bro? What's going on, man? Not I'm a huge fan of you guys. Cool. Oh, wow. Thanks. What's your name? Rami. Rami, how long have you been listening to the Razamoga show? Oh, wow. As long as I remember. Yeah? Yeah, I drive a garbage truck every uh-huh. morning, so I listen to you guys. Right from the beginning, all the way to the end, man. Oh. When do when do little boys stop dreaming of becoming garbage men? Oh, never. I remember when I was a kid, man. That looked like the coolest job yeah. in the world. You get to hang off the back oh. of the truck. Oh God, I wanted to be a garbage man so bad. And some of them have radios. You just blast your music going through uh, neighborhoods. Yeah, and That's like it. I'm blasting you guys and DJ Climax on Friday. Yeah. Oh man. I'm telling you, man, like I, there was nothing I was more fascinated with than the garbage man when I was a kid. Like I just wanted to hang off the bed. It looked so raw. Like it looked so cool. And just, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know when, and I don't know when that stopped. Like, I don't know when the last time I ran to the window was to see the garbage man. I still do that because I'm fascinated by the button you push to make the thing squish all the garbage. No, now all you guys do is just break my green bin. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Some, some, some of the uh, the drivers are not drivers. The, the ones hanging off the back of the truck. Yeah, they will leave garbage bins and or recycling bins tipped over. Uh, sometimes they just like leave it on the street. I'm not down with yeah, that. Yeah, you crushed my lid. Yeah. You crushed my lid to my blue bin with your claw. Oh yeah, but it's a long day. Sometimes Listen, man, we, we all have long days. I know, I know. I don't break other people's stuff when I got a long day. <laughs> oh, well, that's why we're Except for Maury Spirit. Mocha is my favorite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> say that again. What'd you say? I said, that's why Mocha is my favorite. Oh. 
Oh. Wow, didn't I just did. I just told you that I'm the one that dreamed of being a garbage man my whole hey, life. Hey, Rami, I have a couple of questions for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, how many houses does it take to fill a garbage truck before you leave a neighborhood and have to go to the depot and drop it off? Oh, well, it depends. Like, if it's recycle, yeah. it'll probably be like maybe a thousand ish. Oh, wow. But okay. if it's like, yeah, if it's garbage, it'll probably be more, maybe like 1,500 to 2,000. Really? Oh, okay. And then how far yeah. is the depot from like any given neighborhood, like where you take the trash? Um, About 15 to 20 minute drive. Oh, how, how, okay. many tru- how many trucks in a, in a day do you guys do? How many trucks? Yeah, like how many full loads? Like, oh, like uh, the two? Two. But we have about like 30 trucks going no, out. No, no, you personally, like how many? How oh, many? two, two, two. Two, yeah. Oh, really, wow. Yeah. Oh, if, yeah. If, you, uh, if you're putting somebody's recycling... In the yeah. uh, in the in the back, and you're looking at it, and you spy something in the recycling that shouldn't be in the recycling. Do you judge that homeowner? Oh yeah, and we would leave a note on there really? on their bin. Do you do you break oh, yeah, the do, sure. do you break the lid of their blue bin or no? No, no, okay. no, no. <laughs> just, just checking. <laughs> only, only your house. Yeah, that treatment. I'm just fine, just trying to figure out why I got punished. Oh, Remy, <laughs> oh, let me yeah, ask you this other house. question. Let's say yeah. you pick up my recycling bin, right? You yeah. dump everything out into the truck mm-hmm. and there's like one item that either falls out of the truck and falls onto the street or one like little can or like a yogurt container that's left in the bottom of the recycling bin why do you not either pick it up off the street or just take it out of the recycling bin and toss it in the truck oh i, I don't know so I, I usually take it if it knocks down because like that's my wrongdoing it fell out <laughs> yeah. you know what last yeah. week the same thing really freaking huh? yogurt containers why do you have one rogue yogurt container i have Isn't no your idea stuff in a bag Is or no the same yogurt container for a year no 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 not the same one <laughs> when i rinse the yogurt container out yeah. i just toss it in the blue bin oh do you not use yeah. bags no oh hey do you prefer people who use blue bags yeah, or with just bags for sure with yeah. bags because like, you can just toss it in is yeah. every neighborhood yeah. or like municipality different because one time i remember i used one of those clear uh, blue bags to put recycling and they left a sticker saying that they don't accept the blue bags. Yeah, each one's a different. Like, I, I work just for a Tobacco. Yeah. So yeah, maybe each one's like they're different. Like I can put, like I put blue bags in my blue bin. I right? would prefer and, that. And, and, then, and then I step you. on it. But in my neighborhood yeah. on recycling day, I can put out 50 other blue bags if I want to and it's fine. Oh. I, oh, just, yeah, same, I, just, yeah. I just can't do it with garbage. Um, yeah. Hey, Remy, before we let you go, one final question. What can yeah. people who are listening right now, who put their, their recycling and garbage out on a daily basis, what can they do to kind of like, not make your life easier, but to make things a little bit more efficient for everybody? Um, Space it out, like between like the bins, because we have a claw that picks it up. So like, don't put the bins tight, touching against each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do that. Give a little room in between. <laughs> yeah. And just like, <laughs> organize it properly. Um, I see a lot of laughing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm going to think long and hard about organizing my garbage tonight. Yeah. Is it true that garbage collectors make like a ton of money? Like you're Do you make salary? a lot of money? You guys are rich. Well, like salary yeah, here, yeah. about like 60. That ain't bad, man, for working once a week? Once a week? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking, bro. I'm joking. I know. Well, I only actually only work 40 a week. Uh, uh, hey, Rami, thanks for listening to the Raza Mocha Show. Between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? Definitely Mocha. Sorry, uh, Raza. Yeah, great. Thanks, man. <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah. You too, bro. Take care. The Raza Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, hello, hello, hello. 
Book Smart, new movie in theaters today. Caitlin Deaver and Vinnie Feldstein are here. Good morning, ladies. Welcome to the Ross and Mocha Show. I like your little jingle. Yeah. Ross and Mocha. You are so... The uh, the Mocha's energy is quite shocking to people first thing in the morning. I know the look on your face was like, what is going on right now? Here's the reason. My Raptors won last night. Mazel tough. That's and, great. <laughs> and, and I was up at 3.15, okay? So hey. I got yeah. a lot of energy to share with everybody I love today. It. <laughs> so this movie, people started freaking out over this movie very, very early on. Did you guys know when you were doing it that you were doing something that was going to hit? I feel like you know how much you connect to it and how much everyone around you is connecting to it and you love it so, so, so much, but you never have any expectations. Right. I mean, we knew it was so, so special, but I mean... Yeah, you, again, we didn't go into it with any expectations, but the fact that everyone loves it so much is like a dream come true. We didn't even, we couldn't have, I mean, it's better than every, anything we could have imagined. When so, when the movie was finished and it was edited, did you get an advanced copy to watch at home with your family by yourselves, or did you wait to watch it in theaters with everybody else? I watched it alone Oh, God, Just that must be... alone, alone. Oh, like by yourself, by yourself. In my yeah, apartment by in New York. Yeah. And I was, it was a very jarring experience because my, you have to understand, my vision of Booksmart was all Caitlin Deaver. Right. And so then I was like, who's that other girl? Get that girl, meaning me. Get that yeah. girl out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, go back to Caitlin because, and I, so it was very jarring. And then once I, once we saw it, I think both for both of us, seeing it at South by Southwest, yeah. had this I mean, I loved it so much when I walked it alone, watched it alone. But seeing it with a crowd, with my whole family there, and then watching it for the first time, and yeah. seeing it with Caitlin for the first time, yeah. it was just like unbelievable. So, talk people through the, the the story here because it's not a story that is unfamiliar. It's a very familiar story, only with a lot of sort of twists to it. So, two young high school girls about to graduate, um, book smart, awesome, kind of nerdy. You realize what? Well. Molly and Amy are inseparable best friends, and the movie really at the heart is a relationship story. Yeah. And they are two incredibly overachieving, passionate young women who have focused so much on school and each other. That was sort of their priorities going into high school. Like, we have each other and we have school because we want to get into good colleges. That's all we need. Yep. And then on the last day of school, we realized that the kids we thought were frivolous and sort of doing nothing but partying also got into exceptional colleges. <laughs> and maybe we should have had some fun. Stanford, Harvard, Georgetown. And it's, so it's one night, right? It's a, it's All one of these one movies. That, and these are usually like young guy movies, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, have, it's fantastic to see that it's when it's two young women because the priorities of what is one last great night are completely different. Yeah, you know, I think what Caitlin always says about the movie, which is so special, is that it's not a makeover movie. Yeah. You don't see two women that feel the need to change to please other people it's around all them. all the movies we grew up on is watching women feeling the need to change something about themselves in order to be accepted by society or the people they've been surrounded by at high school for years. So it's, it's really, really refreshing to see st two strong women who are so self-aware and... Because it's just, it's, they're just like my friends in real life yeah, exactly. and all the women that are in my life. Uh, it's Roz and Mocha, Caitlin Deaver and Beanie Feldstein are here from the new movie Booksmart, which is out today. Olivia Wilde directed this and she asked the two of you to move in together prior to shooting this movie? She, well, in, in the beginning of, of like when we were talking about the movie and where we wanted to shoot it and how we were going to shoot it, 
you know, when you shoot a movie, you never get the opportunity to really get to know your castmates that well before, mm -hmm. especially when you're given a best friend, you're never given the amount of time to really get to know each other. And Beanie and I both knew that like this story lives and breathes on their friendship. And when we were talking to Olivia, she sort of said it in passing. She said, ah, oh, God, wouldn't that be great if you guys could live together? And we kind of turned to each other and we're like, oh, can we? That would be amazing. <laughs> I love that. What a treat. Um, and she she made it happen. I mean, yeah. we, we, and we wanted to do it. We had so much passion for these two girls yeah. and we knew it deserved um, that that time, and also we just wanted to have snacks and pancakes. And so, <laughs> so many well, pancakes were had during the filming. How long did you guys live together? Then? Two months, two and a half months. Yeah. So what's that like though? When you uh, when you build that bond because that bond is necessary. Yeah. You guys actually enjoy each other's company. You become such fantastic yeah. friends. What happens when you like? Well, I guess we don't live together anymore. FaceTime is a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. It has saved it really is. our personal long distance relationship. Yeah, Bean um, lives in New York and I live in LA. Yeah. Like, to me, that's tra that's a tragic end to all of this. I, I'm like, I, I love that it you guys is, but, met but and you like, connected. This is for move. life. It's, you know what yeah. I mean? The filming is truncated, but the and, friendship is for life. And like, Booksmart is such a time capsule of, of what we made in the summer that we had. And sure. we're always going to have that forever. And we made something so special and we all worked so hard. But yeah, I mean, it, it, the experience is, is really everything. Are you guys best friends? Because oh, yeah. she's my sister. Yeah, because just like hearing the way you talk about each other and just seeing your interaction, it looks like you guys are we've legit had, best friends. We've had a lot of co-stars sitting in those two chairs, and they do not talk about each other the way yeah. you guys do. It's just <laughs> amazing. Have you met her? I mean, she's Have just crazy. Sunshine. But, um, <laughs> stop it. I. I Caitlin's the I best older so sister, much. so I just kind, I just kind of, even though I'm older, yeah. by a decent amount. Um, I just oh. keep being like, I want her to be my older sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Book Smart is the name of the movie. It's in theaters today. Caitlin Deaver and Beanie Feldstein. Thank you so much Thank for joining you. us. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Michelle, it's Ross and Mocha. Welcome to Fix My Life. Hi, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good, thing. Okay, so you wrote us this. Ross and Mocha Fix My Life. I've been with my boyfriend for almost 14 years. Congratulations. And have two beautiful kids with him. I get along with his family... I got along with his family before we had kids, but as soon as our first daughter was born, they started treating me different and subtly throwing shade at me as a mom. Uh, we have never been close to them, but we visit them once a month, but it is a full-on roast when we're there. My boyfriend doesn't do anything about it, and sometimes he'll even join in or roll his eyes when I try to stand up for myself. When I confront him about it, he says everyone is playing, but I don't feel like they are. Wow, classic case, huh? Yeah, really, right? So, Michelle, can you give us uh, some examples of what it is his family is saying to you that you take as, as being a roast? Well, like they basically criticize me on everything I do. So basically like what I'm feeding my kids or how I'm talking to them, how I play with them, how I put them to sleep, anything yeah. that they can just judge me on. That it's so super busy, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I know people who have been in that exact same situation where the in-laws think that they know what's best in raising a child because mm -hmm. they've gone through it already and they've had the years and years and years 
of experience and you as a new parent or semi-new parent uh, should be taking their advice because their advice is right and it's the only way. Right. So the first thing you got to fix is a relationship with your boyfriend. Yes. Um, Because you and your boyfriend need to be on the same page that your family is the priority. You, him, and the kids, that's the priority above all else. And he needs to have your back on things. And he needs to understand how you feel when these situations happen. Yes, it's his family. Maybe this is the way they always act. Who cares? But I will say this. Oftentimes when people are sort of passive aggressive or they give backhanded compliments, they do that usually because they feel that it's it's inappropriate or they fear some sort of repercussions for expressing how they actually feel towards you. Right. Right. So they may actually like you a whole lot less than they think than you think they do that 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 there's that or they may have absolutely no idea that it means anything to you so when you when you do confront them and i don't think you need to get your boyfriend and this goes with husbands and everything else uh, to fight your battles for you okay i think grown-ups can have conversations with grown-ups i think that you can have this conversation with your mother-in-law uh your boyfriend just has to have your back he can't take his mom's side in this regardless of the outcome. That's that's like paramount to all of this working, right? But I will say this, that if you do have that conversation, you have to be a little bit gentle because they may not even know what they're doing. Right. So don't go in there and guns ablaze and we got to have a family meeting and you guys constantly hurt my feelings and make me feel like I'm a lousy mother. Because if they if they are doing that, then they need to hear it. But if they don't even know what they're doing, you will like break their hearts. Now... Michelle, when you said that you stand up for yourself, do you say any of those things that Roz was just advising you on? Well, I try to like justify my reasons for why I'm doing these things, but I feel like at the same time that I shouldn't have to. I mean, they are my kids. I think I, I don't think I'm a terrible mom. You're not a terrible mom. I mean, thank you. You smoke crack? No, okay, definitely okay. not. Then you're not a terrible mom. <laughs> you feed your okay. kids every night? Absolutely. Yeah, they got okay, they so. got clothes to wear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You didn't sell their clothes? No. Okay. Cool. Do you let do you let a seven year old down the street babysit them? No. Okay. You're not a terrible mom. Okay? okay. 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 So let's just get that out of the way here. You sound like a you sound like a great mom. At least you care. This is all about caring, yeah. right? Like this whole conversation is really about caring. But let's do some like self-reflection for one second is there a chance that you also push their buttons and they feel that this has been an ongoing sort of back and forth thing between the two of you they just don't know nobody knows how it started no i don't think i push their buttons i mean i'm always like extremely pleasant when i'm there i try to include them in everything um from like i know we don't see them often but like i try to like give them like photo updates or call them every like couple days just to like check in with them and let them talk to the kids every now and then. Mm. But I mean, I'm not excluding them in anything, so mm. I don't see why they would need to. So I would say that the, we'll go back to the beginning. Then the, the, the first thing that needs to happen is you need to get your boyfriend on board with you and your family. And he needs to understand that regardless of how this all pans out, uh, you guys are the priority. And he needs to be with you 100% on this and cannot take his mother's side. He can't do it. He can't do it. That will ruin your relationship. Absolutely. Okay. So you got to fix that first. Okay. Okay. And then what happens is when he fully understands, because I know what he's saying. Oh, they're just joking and they just, it's, it's no big deal. And why don't be so sensitive. And maybe you're misreading it. And she's not saying what you think she's saying. I know, but we've been together 14 years and like, they've never talked to me like this before. Right. Yeah. So, so he's got to get on board with you. He has to understand how this makes you feel. Absolutely. I... 
totally agree with that. Yeah, stop being such a bad mom. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, like if you weren't such a terrible mother, they wouldn't say anything to you. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, you know we love you. <laughs> Thanks, love you too, guys. Right, we got your back. Don't All worry, right. girl. Thank you. And I, I, I'm with you on this. I also believe that children with tattoos look beautiful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's what you. My got. daughter would love that you said that. <laughs> yeah. How old is she? Mother. How old is she? Four. Yeah, oh, exactly. okay. See, perfect age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Ross and Mocha's fix my life only on Kiss. I'll tell you, it wasn't that bad in the city when we just got here. Oh, no? Nah, it was fine. Pouring birds, when I was driving bird, this morning. Birds were chirping. Yeah. Man, the birds is loud this time of year. <sighs> and they start early. Got Early bird gets the worm. Uh, tell me about it, man. I woke up and I was like, what are you all doing? out?" I, I stood at my back door. And you're yelling at the birds. Yeah. Like and a I'm crazy I, person. No, no, no. I didn't yell at the birds. I talked to the birds because one of my cats was up and she was just staring at it at the back door doing that thing that cats do when they hear a bird. Which is what? Oh, they, they like they. they that's a squirrel. Is that they, like they, uh, they talk? They talk to birds. It's like. Oh, is that like kill mode? Like I'm about to get you. Yeah. Don't get close. Yeah, it's, it's let me out, Dad. I got business to take yeah. care of. So one of my cats was at the back door. Um, I don't even know what they call that. What what that thing is that cats do? I I don't even know what they call that. Chirping. But it's no. It's yeah. It's weird. It's it's almost like they're like they're, a clicking. Oh yeah. Cat call. No, it's not a cat call. They don't think the birds are sexy. <laughs> uh, but Get yeah. over here, bird. <laughs> Come here, little bird. <laughs> Look at all this fur. Um, no, so I went to the back door and I was just, and I, I was standing there with my cat as my cat was in kill mode. And I was like, wow, you guys are loud. And then I realized I was talking to the birds. <laughs> like a crazy person. Like a crazy that person. That they're always that loud and you've just forgotten over the winter how loud they are? No, because they, they don't do that in the winter. They're not up at uh, 4.30 no. in the morning in the winter. No, you forgot how loud like they crazy. were last summer. Yeah, no, I'm always amazed at just how loud birds are. Like, yeah. it's crazy. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, even in the rain. What are you talking about out there? No, because I know that like they're, they're, they still chirp in the rain, but they, they really come out when the rain stops. Well, they're saying if we're loud enough, that man will come out and talk to us again. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's huh? all they want. They want me to go sit in the backyard and talk to them. Oh. Uh, no, but it's, it's beautiful this time of year. The sun comes up early. Oh, I know. Isn't that the greatest? Like it just, it changes everything. No, yeah. but then when the sun's up too early, you start thinking you're late for work. Yeah, it does. Uh, no, that's true. But it just, it does change everything. Like it changes your whole mood for the day. Like if you're somebody who's out of the house right now, like you're going to work right now because it is early and the sun's out, it changes everything. It, change, sure. it changes the way you walk out of the house. Like it just, it's such a game Even at changer. night when you look outside and it's 8.30 and oh. it's still light outside. It's like, you're like, oh man. That's why Toronto yeah. is a happier place in the summertime. Yeah. No, well, of course everywhere it is. is a happier place in the in Try, the summertime. Yeah, you just wait until Cruise is five and you got to put him to bed this time of year. Oh, true. What do you mean? Because the sun's still out. It's still beautiful outside. Yeah. And you got to try and tell a kid to go to bed because it's bedtime. Yeah, he's going to go to bed because I'm his father no. and he has to listen to yeah, me. Okay. All right. I love, the, I love these things that you think are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to say to your five-year-old, you got to go to bed because I'm your father and you got to listen to me? Yeah. Okay. Let me know how that goes. And he's going to say, yeah, but the sun's still up. Yeah. No. Let me, let, just let me know how that goes. I'll be like, yeah. And the sun uh -huh. will be up again tomorrow yeah. during okay. the day. Sure. Yeah. So when I get home, oh, you, you got can it spend all as much out. time as you want outside. You got it, you got it but all. But right now, you go to bed. <laughs> 
head because oh, yeah. I'm your oh, father. Yeah. You're the dad that gets it. And you're yeah, supposed to listen right. to me. I get it. I no get more it. Fortnite. You know what? You I put that controller down. I wish I, I wish I had you telling me this when, when I had it. I wish yeah. everybody right now. You got to look. Mocha has it all figured yeah. out. Mocha <laughs> solved the dad problem. <laughs> take notes, everybody. Yeah, take, this has been Parenting yes. 101 with Roz and Mocha. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, I guess Quentin Tarantino did not win the Palme d'Or in Cannes. The what? The Palme d'Or. That's the big award that they give to the best oh, film at the Cannes okay. Film Festival. It's a big deal. It's called the Palme d'Or? Yeah. Oh. You never heard that before? Never. It's really, the first time. Huh? Yeah. You need some culture. What is... Shut up. What is the... Um, <laughs> what's the trophy look like? Uh, it's I just I think it's just like... I don't like even know if it's a trophy, tree? to be honest with you. Oh. But you know how on movie posters... When they put like a review, you yeah. always like, well, you know how they put like the little palms beside it and it always makes it look oh, more fancy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anytime you put palms, like when they have those palms on the sides of things. Yeah. So I guess that's why, like the palm door, like palms oh. associated with movie reviews or movie status are always the symbol that something is gotcha. done well somewhere, right? Okay. They always put I the always palms I always think like palm it. trees or something. Uh, but Tarantino, so he didn't win the palm door. But he did win the Palm Dog. The Palm Dog? Yeah. What does that mean? So There's another award? The Palm Dog Award uh, at the Cannes Film Festival goes to the best dog in a movie. The most dog-centric movie. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> That's great, I love it. And the dog Brandy in the movie yeah. is owned by Brad Pitt's character in the movie. So I guess Tarantino has like a really great dog that put on a really great performance um, in the movie named Brandy. And so he won the the uh, the top dog award. How have we never celebrated this I have before? No, I've never heard of this award there before. There have been dogs in like Thank millions you. of movies. And how have we... But I think, only now come to realize that there's a Palm Dog Award. Because I think that it has to be a movie at Cannes that features a dog, oh. which is few and far between. So uh, you have a clip of uh, Tarantino so talking about his wonderful actress, Brandy the Dog. I told everybody I have no idea if we're going to win the uh, uh, Palm d'Or. I, I feel no entitlement. It's the Palm d'Or, not the Palm du Rijour. <laughs> But I do feel that I was uh, in a good standing to win the Palm Dog. All right. Uh, so I would like to dedicate this to my wonderful actress, Brandy. Because <laughs> I guess it's kind of like the Razzies where not a lot of people show up to accept their awards. Oh, they just sort of like no. they just sort of like give the award for whatever. But Tarantino showed up to uh, to give the uh, to accept the award for Brandy. I want to see this movie, man. Yeah, so do like I. I. It really looks great. Do. The, the new trailer looks really good. The Red Band one with all uh, the swearing? Yeah. 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 No, when did really that does. start, Red Band trailers? Oh. I don't even, when did that term, where did that term come from? Like, all like, of a sudden, everybody's like, did you watch the Red Band trailer? And I was like, what in the hell is a Red Band trailer? Like, I would say like 10 years ago, maybe no. more. Yeah, dude. No. Red Band trailers have been around for a while. Hell no. Because yes. YouTube hasn't even been around that long. Uh, YouTube's been around for a long How time, How long has dude? YouTube been around for? Not 15 like- years? 10 years? What do you think? When like, did YouTube start? Red Band trailers haven't YouTube been around that long. YouTube just celebrated the end their, uh, their No, birthday, because they were always called like uncensored or they were sure. always whatever. When did, what did, what started this thing called a Red Band and what does it even mean? It just means it's full of we, cuss words. No, it's just, but yeah, but what does it mean though? When Why? did Red Like what in the hell is a Red Band trailer? And when did that start? We, nobody questioned it. We all just accepted start. that this was now what we call dirty trailers. Or uncensored. Uh, like, it was already uncensored. Why, when a thing is already a thing, why do millennials 
God, Sorry. Here we go. Why do people? In 2005. What? what? YouTube started in 2005. Yeah. Okay. So, but when did Red Band start? Because that's my whole thing. It's like it was, uncensored was already a thing. We already had a word for a movie trailer with full swearing. It's called uncensored. What does Red Band mean? Okay. Hold on. Now, now you're asking too many well, questions. Well, these are important I we questions. I thought we were talking about like these cute little dogs. We were, but and this is far to more important to me. Okay. Well, now I found an article that's like three pages long. So, <laughs> okay, we got time. We, what time oh, is it? Early. Good. Okay. Go. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay. No, I don't know. It's just For years, it's, it's most weird movie to viewers me. didn't know the difference between a green band trailer yeah, but, and a restricted like red. That, oh, restricted. Duh. No, I know, but but like, but what does that mean though? Like, when did that start? Because I've never heard somebody call something a green band trailer or a red band trailer. We just always accepted it. Green band trailers featuring content approved by the Motion Picture Association of America for, quote, appropriate audiences. And their restricted red band uh, trailers uh, for, like, dirty words and stuff. But when did that come into popular culture? Like, that's what I don't understand. I'm sure that the industry's been calling something green band and red band. But when did we, as people, start referring to something as a red band trailer? I don't know, man. It's, it's weird yesterday. No, right, not yesterday. No, don't don't patronize me. I don't, I don't have the answer. Okay. I'm telling you right now. I'm just, I'm but you don't find up. that you don't have questions about that. You don't stay up at night. No, I thinking didn't care. about that. You don't. No, at all. That all. This stuff doesn't bother you. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I've everything in the world to worry yeah. about. That's what I'm, I'm worried I'm about. I'm sure that there's a day in the past five years where I missed lunch, wondering where, why we started calling things a red band trailer. <sighs> you need to get a life, bro. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We have to do a red band version of the Roz and Mocha Show. No. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> just like a trailer. We'll just like cut a trailer. Yeah. Full of violence. Shooting like, it? Like Maury and I will arm wrestle and I'll rip his arm right off out of the Ooh, shoulder. Ooh, and there'll be so much There's blood. Like so much blood. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I'd watch that. I was just wondering where the term red band came from and when we all started using the term red band trailer. Because it just means dirty trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah, because when you see movie trailers, the I guess red band and green band mean the color of the beginning of the trailer. Yes. Right? So when it's the green one, you always remember that it sees uh, appropriate for all audiences. Mm-hmm. When it's the big red screen, it's like Sorry. restricted or not rated by the Motion Picture Academy of America or whatever it is. But from what I understand, it was like the... It was either the Judd Apatow movies that started people actually using the term red band mm-hmm. or the first red band trailer that I remember seeing that was passed around. It was the first sort of like really horrifically dirty trailer that I couldn't believe somebody cut a movie trailer to look like that mm-hmm. was those trailers that they released for the first Ted movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ted. Right? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Do you remember those? Yeah. Oh, man. Dirty. Yeah, because, and I don't remember, I remember seeing trailers that maybe had like swearing and stuff in it, but the trailer for Ted was the first trailer where I was actually like, I like I clutched my pearls where I was like, oh, I can't believe that somebody I'm cut. watching this in public? I can't believe that and somebody. not in a movie theater? Thank you. Like, this is sanctioned? Yeah. Like, I can't believe because Ted, the only way to sell Ted, you couldn't sell Ted on a PG commercial. It didn't work. Yeah. Because the magic of Ted was that this teddy bear was just wildly not 
your typical teddy bear. Super inappropriate. Very inappropriate. Right? And so the only way to properly sell that movie to the audience that was going to go see that movie was to put the jokes of that movie in a trailer. Yeah. And that was the first sort of like really, like really R-rated R trailer that I've ever seen, which was Ted. I don't really remember much before that. Yeah, Ted, I don't know. Like for me, I've always thought like, because I see Red Band trailers all the time. So I just assume maybe because I see them all the time that they've always existed. They've always been around. No, I, I don't think, think they have. No, the super bad or knocked up is what I remember. Like especially the super bad was when I first remember a red band trailer. Do you really though? Because when he was drawing phallic symbols, yeah, in but that's not that on. dirty though. But back then, I think so. Back then, what do you mean? That movie's not that old. Back in two thousand seven, sixties. No, but two thousand seven. So twelve years ago. Did you know that scene where like the girl is in a dress? <laughs> and she shows her knees right oh yeah. my goodness red band speaking of which I was watching uh, it's so crazy how things change I was watching Anna Green Gables with Roxy <laughs> and they make a whole what it's a great show I know but isn't it older no no the new one on Netflix oh the new one Sorry. and with an E yeah and they make such a big deal and decides one day to dress like a boy and go into town yeah and people start giving her stuff to lift. It's the funniest thing. Boy, come here, help me lift this stuff into my wagon. And she's like, okay. But, but, the, 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 but the biggest part of all of that, and if they cut a red band trailer for Anne of Green Gables would back, in, back in the day, yeah. right? Uh, it was the fact that um, when they found out that Anne was uh, a girl, the biggest deal out of everything was the fact that she was wearing pants. <laughs> no joke. Like, no, no joke. How dare like, you? Like, that's the Anne with an E red band. Yeah. It's like Anne in pants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like Anne's just walking like down the street through the snow and it's all pixelated. Like you can't even, you, they won't even show it to you. Dear it's she. so horrific. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Rick's making this a war and it's awesome. And like last week, or I don't know if it was last week. Remember that radio station in Milwaukee band Drake from their station where they took a break from Drake. Yeah, it was a, a Kiss radio station. Yeah, and then we had said, well, how, what are we going to do? Because we want to have some fun too. But we were like, who's Milwaukee's Drake? Because there's not a lot of famous people that come out of Milwaukee. And then we were like, Steve Miller band. And we're like, we never played Steve Miller on this show. But if we did, we now wouldn't. And <laughs> it's, we've implemented the Steve Miller band. <laughs> and, uh, Poor and Steve then, Miller. And then all this stuff going on with Drake <laughs> and on the sidelines, everything else. So Mo can I get a call yesterday from CBC? And they're like, hey, can we interview you? Um, and talk about all this Drake stuff and your your hatred for Steve Miller and everything else. And so we're like, okay, so... Oh, wait, side note, you think Steve Miller yeah. has been to an actual game yet? Probably <laughs> no. not, eh? Oh, wow. And, uh, and then so they we FaceTimed in, which is really interesting because I've never done that before. So Mocha was at home and I was at the, uh, I was at ET um, and we FaceTimed and this is a little bit of us uh, talking to uh, John Northcott. There's some that might point out that the Violent Femmes, Al Jarreau, uh, sure. even Woody Herman, there are other names. How did you arrive? What did Steve Miller ever do to you that he has uh, well, encountered all of this? Well, what has he done He's for us, I think, is the, I think is the answer. I mean, and we, we could sit here and debate on who's the more popular artist, Al Jarreau or Steve Miller, but I think it's past that point. We landed on Steve Miller, and unfortunately for Steve Miller, it's the Steve Miller band. I don't even know what 
what the hell an Al Jarreau <laughs> no, is. Neither do I, but John seemed very concerned. Uh, and my favorite part of the whole interview, because it's CBC and they're just, they're so proper and they're just so like by the book and that's what makes them great and it's what they do. And I don't know if they've ever had anybody yell at the top of their lungs while being invited onto the CBC, but you have to listen to how this interview ended. <laughs> Roz and Mocha, thank you so much. Really appreciate you being thank on the you. show. Go All the best. Go Thanks so much. Go Rackers, go! They're the host of the Rosin Mocha Show on KISS 92.5 FM in Toronto. <laughs> That's how you do that! The Rosin Mocha Show podcast. Drake was down to Jurassic Park doing it up with all the fans. And after the game, he talked to media, which is something that Drake just does not do. And he was fired up. Look around, look around you. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. Look around at the square. I promise you right now, we did this. Doesn't matter what anybody says. They can say it's disrespectful. They can say it's this and that. And that. Everybody's within. Everybody's within the rules. Everybody's doing their thing. All we are is proud and passionate. We are like a college sports team. The Toronto Raptors are a college sports team. I promise you. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I'm a and it really hit me yesterday, this this whole thing with Drake and his antics and everything else, and that he's just, he's so smart and he's so good at doing this. So he's the ambassador for a reason, and that is to sort of sell this team in this city and do what he does. And when you look at the history of the NBA and how they feel about the Raptors, because this is a worst case scenario, having the Raptors and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference final for them, because ratings were so down for game two like 45% or something like that. And Drake is going to do what Drake is going to do. And he knows how the NBA feels. And he knows that people in America maybe don't want to watch a Raptors game. And so Drake takes a look at the situation and says, okay, you don't want to watch a basketball game. Maybe you'll watch a war. What about that? What about a show? You want a show? We'll give you a show. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. And Cash he's doing, me outside, for yeah. real, literally. And, he, and he's doing his job. And he's doing it brilliantly. And it all made sense to me yesterday when he was out there with the fans. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. I forgot yesterday to ask you how you're doing after you asked me how I was doing, so I made a note. You did? Yeah. Oh. That's very kind of you. Hey, hi, Maury. How are you doing? You're good? All right. <laughs> so exhausting being polite like that. Why do I really? Why does it hurt that rule. you, bro? I, re- I reject that rule that if somebody asks you how you're doing, that you then have to turn around and ask them how they're doing, especially when I don't care. It's not oh. that I don't care. I can see you're doing fine. You're, I, you have no, not. No, but you know what hurts is the what? fact that you like willy nilly just said that you don't care. No, it's not that I. Do- oh my god, it's not that. There's I, no it, getting out of no, this. Bro. It's not that I don't care. Okay, I can look in your face right now. You look yes. healthy. Your eyes aren't puffy. I can tell that you're not. You know, fighting a bug. Yes. Uh, I watched you walk in and out of this room three times today with no limp. So I know you're not dealing with something, a lower body injury. Yeah. No. Okay. Leg so, day has been good to me. Yes. Okay. So. How else could you be doing other than fine? And if you were doing more than fine, maybe exceptional. I'm hurt, maybe I'm hurt on the inside and I'm just like putting on a front right now. I don't, then I don't want to talk about that right now. Oh. Like if I said, how are you doing? And you were like, well, I got to go to this doctor and get this. I'd be like, oh my God, why did I ask that? Because I don't want to, I don't want to have that conversation right now. And it's not that I don't ever want to have that conversation, but if somebody asks you how you're doing, yeah. it is just like saying hello, okay? They don't actually want to know how you're doing. So if somebody does say to you at work, hey, how's it going? Anything other than fine is too much information because wow. they don't actually want to know. They're just saying hello. 
Hi, it's Roz Amoga Show. Uh, hello. Hey, uh, is Roz going to ask how I'm doing? Who's that? It's Doug. Oh. Maury, 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 Doug. I can see your head. Maury. Maury just hid under his desk. Also, we can hear the echo when you're... You're literally like five feet away and the door is wide open. Talk to Doug, not me. <laughs> hey, Doug, how you doing? Hey, I don't so care. Nice. I'm good. I really don't care. You should really care yeah, how people I, are doing. No, I, I don't. Why did your don't. voice change just now? Yeah, Doug? I, yeah, put Doug back on. I don't know who that was, but that, that wasn't Doug. <laughs> Who's crossing the lines there? Yeah. Don't worry about me. Talk to Doug. Okay. Put Doug back on then. This is Doug. No, that's not Doug. Uh, now there's a third person. <laughs> yeah. That's a third voice. Yeah, man, you got to, Maury, you better hope is it. it. Is this Doug? This is Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Obviously, what Doug's you- dead. I should have asked how he's doing. <laughs> this is why I don't ask how people are doing. For fear that somebody says, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm not dead. I'm right here. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Good morning, Vanessa speaking. Hi, Vanessa. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Oh, my God. Good morning. I'm amazing. How are you guys? Doing great. So, Vanessa hit me up on IG yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants to wish her dad a very special happy birthday. Yes. So, Vanessa. He's going to be 77. Tell, tell Roz uh, why wishing your dad a happy birthday on the Roz and Mocha Show is so special today. So, my mom passed away in 2017 in a very tragic accident. Um, it was very traumatic for all of us. We were there when it happened. I actually held her hand as she passed away. Um, and ever since then, I've been trying to kind of do something extra special for my dad's birthday every year. And he loves the Roz and Mocha Show. So I thought, what better way this year than to get the Roz and Mocha Show to wish him a happy birthday? Wow. Uh, that would be a pleasure. I don't know. I mean, God, you want to do something more. I don't know what else I can do other than what's your pop's name? His name was Wellington. Super fancy. Wellington? What? Wellington, yeah. He may be the most fanciest audience member we have. Wellington. <laughs> what What nationality? Um, Jamaican, actually. Oh, yeah? yeah. Mm-hmm. He uh, loves it when Maury does his Jamaican accent. He finds it hilarious. Hey, Maury, come in here and wish uh, Mr. Wellington, Master Wellington, uh, a very happy birthday <laughs> in, uh, in Jamaican. Okay, hold on. We're, we're, so Vanessa gave me... Uh, Wellington's phone number. Oh. So Vanessa, you hang on the line. We're gonna call okay. call oh, your pops right now. Snap. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Wellington. Lassell, how are you? Yo, yeah. it, it's Razamoka from Kiss ninety two five. Wellington, yo, we heard it's your birthday. Happy birthday, man. Yeah. Well, what's going on with your phone? The phone. Wellington. Hello. Okay. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you very much. <laughs> what are you up to today, man? I just going to the gym. Yeah. Well, what? 77 years old, still rocking that young man body. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you working on today? Arms, chest, back? Is it leg day? No. Every, every little oh, okay. Yeah. Full body. I hear you. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, your daughter, Vanessa, asked us to reach out to you to say happy birthday. Yeah. Tell us about Vanessa. She's a very nice daughter. Okay, cool. Hey, Vanessa. Yeah. You want to say hi to your pops? Hi, Daddy. Good morning. Hi, Vanessa. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm very, very good. Are you surprised? Yes, this one surprised me. Uh, Mr. Wellington, we heard that uh, you're a big fan of Jamaican Dammit Maury. <laughs> Maury? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we heard we heard that you're a big fan of when Maury does his Jamaican accent. Oh, 
Happy birthday, Mr. Wellington. No, Wellington is his name. Oh, Wellington. Yeah, <laughs> what you eating for your birthday? You having a little bit of potato roti? Potato. Roti, man. Curry chicken. Oh. Roti. Pepper pot. Everything. Everything. Every you work out your body, you get a bit of room for things. Right on. You, yeah, you squat it out. Yeah, you work the legs. <laughs> hey, Wellington, uh, listen, man, for the Rosa Show. I'm not done oh, yet. God, what? what? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Wellington. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. <laughs> we love you, Wellington. Happy birthday. Thank you so much, guys. Of Thanks, course. Vanessa. Love you lots. Have a great weekend. Bye. Okay, The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Woo! Go, Rogers. Go, baby. Man. The amount of footage that I saw on Instagram, still seeing on Instagram this morning, and Twitter, and Facebook, of people just celebrating in the city. Yeah. Insane, man. Like, I'd never seen that area of Jurassic Park that busy it's crazy. ever in my it's entire crazy. life. Like, there were a couple of people who shot video from, it looked like the roof of some of the buildings in and around that area. And leading all the way up towards... From Jurassic Park all the way up towards uh, Rogers Center. Yeah. And then I saw people, you know, the shots that everybody saw jumping up and down on police cars and buses over in front of Union Station. And then Young Dundas Square was nuts. Young Street was nuts. It was awesome. It was awesome. And you guys are great. I could not be more proud to be from this city. And Dan Mori was in the middle of it all oh, on Saturday no. night getting caught up in the madness. Cheering, partying, being proud to be a Toronto Raptor fan with all of you. History has been made here in Toronto. Six in the six, we are off to the NBA Finals. You're very emotional right now, why? I've been at this since day one. Had tickets since day one. I love Jurassic Park. It's everything I've ever dreamed about. For our basketball community in Canada, it's bigger than basketball. It's a country phenomenon. It's one of the greatest moments of my life. This is amazing. First time in franchise history. We did it with all of our team and all of our passion. And this is just an amazing feeling for all of our country because we've worked so hard to get here. This is history. This is history. We're, Golden State is going down. Oh my God, history has been made. History has been made. That was unbelievable to see. It was absolutely euphoric. I can't even describe it. We were giving it our all. We were cheering at the top of our lungs. And I can't help but say uh, that we contributed to that win. <laughs> How do I feel? I'm going to start crying. I'm a 40-year-old grown man, and I'm going to start crying because this means a lot to us as Raptors fans. So as a fan of the game, this is what it's all about for us. You know what I mean? This is a Canadian heritage moment. This is history right here. Great moment, great game, all around, overall great performance. This is something that Toronto will never forget. History was made. The Raptors for the got this for finals. Let's freaking go! Kawhi Leonard, you... Why and dying with us, and I love you. You are amazing. Damn, what was it like to experience this? I cried my face off. Like, I don't know what this feeling is. We've been waiting it for so long. I'm gonna cry right now. Holy, 
Finals! I've been waiting 24 years for this. There has not been a team to make the I finals since 1993. The it. Toronto Maple Leafs almost made the finals in 1993, lost to the Los Angeles Kings. And this is the first time the since 93 a Toronto team has made the finals, and we are absolutely pumped! Let's go! <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Woo. Go Raptors, go. Uh, Riggs from Riggs and Alley on 103.7 Kiss FM mm-hmm. in Milwaukee is on hold. They were the ones that did the took a break from Drake, the radio station that uh, banned Drake music while the Raptors were playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Had enough of it. So we banned the Steve Miller Band. We was the Steve Miller Band. And I think that we can officially say this morning, yeah. Mocha, yeah. that we are lifting <gasps> the Steve Miller band. Some people call me the space. We are lifting it. Enjoy, enjoy it, Steve Miller fans. We are putting an end to the Steve Miller band on the Raza Mocha show and on Kiss Honey 2.5. So Mocha, please tell everybody listening right now. When the next time they will be able to hear the Steve Miller band, uh, in the in uh, on um, <laughs> never okay. clock. So we will continue to never play Steve Miller. <laughs> is what we're saying. Never am this morning. Okay. Is when you'll hear Steve Miller again. The, it was a weird band because had we played Steve Miller, we we wouldn't, but we didn't. So now we won't. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Riggs and Alley in 1037 uh, Kiss FM in Milwaukee. Hold on. Let me lock him in here. Yo, Riggs! Hello. Hello. Hey, it's Razamoka. How are you? Good. How's it going? Good. <laughs> what was the first Drake song you guys played? Oh, God. Toronto. <laughs> I knew you were tall. Yeah, so again, God. what was the first Drake song you guys played? Uh, well, technically, we're off today. Our show is off in America. We, we have uh, Memorial Day. That is, oh. You guys have to do Memorial Day. I imagine that you would have taken today off anyway, though, right? Right. Just from right. Just, well, we've taken yeah. the last we've we've taken the last couple of days off to lick our wounds. As fans, <laughs> as sure you can the monumental collapse of blowing two double point double double digit leads is just crippling to our city. So, what is that like for you guys? Because you made you know you guys are obviously you got a big voice there, and you did the whole taking a break from Drake, and you made news. And now, what is that like to have to like? Are you gonna uh, do a big show and you play Drake, or what? Are they just gonna kind of roll it out and not make a big deal out of it? Like, what's your plan to reintegrate Drake back into your lives? We were gonna play Drake again, win or lose. Honestly, we don't have anything against Drake. It was against the whole curse. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll play him on Tuesday. You sorry? Wait a second. Did, did you just say this way? Did you just say that? Did you say that you don't have anything against Drake, but you fully believe that he's cursed? One hundred percent. I would say, I would say, I was, I would say that you have you a guys. lot against Drake. <laughs> <laughs> you believe you believe the man's cursed. My question: Do you guys believe in the Drake curse? Did you ever believe in it to begin with? Hell yeah! So how how are you guys okay with Drake? That was our question. We were like, how are you okay with Drake cheering for your team? 
Because he, it's only the teams that he like. Didn't you see when he's wearing the Seventy Sixers shorts the other night before yeah, uh, before he went in the Milwaukee when he's series? Wearing, uh, when, when he's wearing like a jersey or like any type of team paraphernalia. Is that why the seven hundred thousand dollar jacket that they gave him <laughs> has a jersey on the inside? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nobody would see it. Why do you think he doesn't wear it out exactly. in public? Only at home. <sighs> there's a plan. There, there's definitely a plan to reintroduce uh, to Drake into our playlist there. and our rotation. Okay, there, there. And by the way, yes. I, I can only I can only hope that when I'm older, I have hair just as nice and fluid as Roz's hair. Yeah, oh, I'd never wow, seen damn. Roz until I saw. I'd, I'd, I'd seen the video. You guys have nicer studios than we do too. So yeah, we, I'm quite really quite jealous of the setup there in Toronto. Drake gave us the money to pay for the studio. Did he really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's uh, another thing. We know how we know how much good Drake does in the Toronto community. So yeah. we we was just it was just about the curse, and I guess. That didn't work, so uh, we're gonna have to pull something else out of our sleeves next year. Yeah. Okay, now here's what here's what we need. Here's what we need from you, okay? Because uh, oh, I think because I I know I know people from uh, from Milwaukee. You guys are basically Canadians, so here's we're far enough north. Yeah. So here's what we need. Here's what we need from you. I'm I'm hoping right now that you will throw your support. And the weight of the audience and the weight of your show and the reach you guys have, because you know how much of a reach you guys have after you took a break from Drake. We need you right now with us to throw your full support behind the Toronto Raptors. Is this an olive branch? No. <laughs> it's, it's like an extended Drake arm. An extended Drake. Ah, man, I don't know. Is, it, <laughs> is the curse going to rub off on me? Listen. I, just, I don't want anything to do with that curse. If it would help you guys out, I would consider throwing my weight behind your Toronto Raptors okay. because they were a hell of a team. I will say that it right. was an exciting series to watch, wasn't it? Yes, it was. A, it was a very exciting series to watch, especially the four in a now, row. I have, I did want to ask you guys, was there a point honestly where you had some reservations? Were you at all concerned about the Milwaukee Bucks as fans? Like honestly, a little bit. Uh, yeah. At the beginning of the series. Yeah. I mean, yeah, listen, they, they ridiculously ended the, good team. <laughs> end of the season, number one in the East. So of course we knew it was going to be tough competition, but there can only be one winner, right? Dude, there's, there's video compilation. Exactly. There's video compilations of people who are way more smart uh, of a basketball than I am who picked Milwaukee to beat Golden State, but, you know... They just blew it. Yeah, four, they blew it. four in a row, homie. Okay, so how about those Raptors, huh? And because I don't want to see Steph Curry three-peat, yes. I will throw my weight behind the Toronto Raptors. Okay, so hey, here's, here's what we need you to do. We need you to yell right now, go yeah. Raptors, go. Oh, God. <laughs> really? Yeah, come on, come on, take, come on, take the you L. You can do it, buddy. Come on, you, you got do it, this. Buddy. Oh, my God, I don't know. Come on, man. I don't know if I can do it. Come on, Riggs. come on. I got to have to reach. Riggs, 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 Go God, I gotta throw up now. Hold on, <laughs> Riggs from 1037 Kiss FM in Milwaukee. Thanks very much for joining us on the Raza Moga Show. Thanks, guys. All right, All right buddy. Bro. Take care, man. Yo, what's your favorite Drake song? I'm gonna play right now. Oh, God, and um, <laughs> nice for what? Nice for what? You're nice Canadian. All right, love you, Riggs. Love you guys. Later, Bye. The Raza Mocha Show podcast. There's a woman in Montreal. Who there just is crushed the planking record. How do you plank? What is that? I don't explain to me what planking is. I'll do it and you can talk. No, no, just explain, no, just explain it to me, it. please. So you're on this I part bet, of the I bet you more can't even explain it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So you're you're on your forearms? Yeah. 
and your tippy toes kind of thing, and you're sort of just sort of hovering uh, above the ground. So, but, so what's the one where you lean against the wall and you pretend like you're a chair? This thing? Yeah, what's that called? Is this is called a, a, a like a, a wall, wall sit. Lead? A wall sit. Okay, yeah, cool. That's where so, you, I guess, you have that big ball. Oh, that's thing. what I thought yeah. was planking was. No. So planking is like you're down in a in a um, like a push up position. Yeah, except you're laying on your elbows and your tippy toes. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And your back has I to gotcha. be completely straight. Yeah. Okay. Completely. So. Uh, Do it again, Maury? Yeah, man. You're probably doing it wrong. So Dana Gluaka, a self described fitness you're doing enthusiast. Doing it wrong. You bust up in the air. Uh huh. <laughs> just crushed the female planking record. For how long? So the previous record was three hours, 30 minutes. Oh, boy. It's a long plank. She just did four hours, 20 minutes. Four hours on a plank? Yeah. I can do about a minute. Yeah. You can't so do a minute. the world record for the longest plank is by a, a Chinese guy named Mao Weidong, who held the position for eight hours, one oh, minute. Oh, my. Oh, wow. Eight hours, one minute. That's, that's skill, man. That's legit just straight core strength. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is that your core? Yeah, it's your core. That's That's all all your core. All this, man. Okay, go back down there for a second. Stomach, your abs, everything, man. Make sure we can hear you. Okay. How's that feel? No. Now is there what's so what's wrong with this what's wrong with this positioning? Okay, you explain it to me because I'm no your planking expert. Lower your butt just a little bit. Yeah, right there. Right there. No, you're raising your butt. Yeah, right there. Your that back has to be easy. completely straight. Oh my god. You're Yo, shaking Maury, already. Maury don't you go shaking. to the gym every day? What? Don't what? don't you go to the gym? <laughs> don't 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 give up, Maury. Don't give up. Don't give up. <laughs> yeah, I'm timing it. No, neither am I. Uh, I mean, I am. Yeah. yeah, keep going. Just keep uh, going. That's, Just keep uh, going. Fifteen seconds, bro. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it more. You don't need to say anything to be funny right now because this is hysterical to me. Oh my oh. god! Why are you? It's this like doesn't you, look you know easy. What? No, no joke. <laughs> yeah. It's like Maury's on drugs. Yeah. And <laughs> no, Maury, don't collapse, bro. You got this, homie. Come on, man. Come on, man. Fifteen seconds. You're yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. You got this, more. Burning. Okay. <laughs> it has to burn. Yeah, just no, no, no. Don't, don't give up, more. Don't give up. We believe in you, Maury. Okay, that's fifteen. Honestly, seconds. all that work that you do when you go to that, uh, when you go to uh, Spin Cult and oh, that. Yo, did you just fart? No. Oh. Oh. Okay. Just keep going, more. <laughs> keep going. You got Why this. You that noise? So just if you're just uh, joining us, hello. Hi. The um, the world record. <gasps> For female planking. Oh, oh, did you just did you just die? I died. Come that on, was man. so close. That was 15 seconds. Uh Dana um Glowaka from Montreal beat the women's world record for planking. She did four hours and twenty minutes. Four hours and twenty minutes of that, what you just did for ninety seconds? I was so close. Less than that, even? Less than that? That does not look easy. No. I've never planked before. You never planked? No. Oh, Why you does he need right to plank? He doesn't no. need to plank. Oh, uh. <laughs> no. Why is it like that? No. I only do exercises that are going to help me out in life. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Miley Cyrus dropped two new songs or performed two new songs over mm-hmm. the weekend that nobody heard yet. It was uh, BBC Radio 1's big weekend in. Middlesbrough, England. Massive music festival. Sean Paul was there. Uh, Future performed. Billie Eilish was there. Lil Mix performed. Wow. Whole bunch of others. Uh, the first one I'm going to play for you here, it's called Mother's Daughter. This is Miley Cyrus on stage. Hallelujah. 
like this vibe that Miley's on. That she's been on lately. You don't like the song? Mm. Like that Malibu song? I love. No, this is way different than Malibu. But this is different. Yeah, I like, I like the, it. I like the Malibu direction. Really? I like this one. Yeah, I like this one. Now, there's another song that she performed that is the one that's like really making making the news. It's called Catitude. So I'll play you... Catitude? Yeah, it's called Catitude. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> and, I don't know, I'm not really the biggest fan of this one. I'll play you a little bit, and then I'll play you the part that is making the news and okay. why it's making news. Sounds like a hot mess. And then so on and so on and so on and so on and so on. Yeah, okay, cool. But there's a line in the song. That part sounded like Missy Elliott. Yeah, because it is. Oh, it is? Yeah. But Miley Cyrus talking about, you remember back in 2015 when she was hosting the MTV VMAs and then Nicki Minaj got on stage and said some stuff? To Miley because that stems oh. from Miley doing an interview beforehand yes. talking smack about Nicki Minaj and then Nicki accepts a, an award and says this and now back to this that had a lot to say about me the other day in the press Miley what's good hey we're all in this industry we all do interviews and we all know how they manipulate Nicki congrats Oh, right. I remember. Yeah, that's right. Oof. Oof. Oh, oh, God. And four years later, Miley Cyrus is still talking about Nicki Minaj. I'm going to keep working for Josh and Josh so I can keep buying cars on Elon Musk. I'm going to have black Twitter now. That's the fun. I'm the whole console. I'm the cut. I'm the food. I'm the stars. I'm a Maserati. I love you, Nicki, but I listen to Cardi. I got a new song on the radio. Here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, so she says, I love you, Nicki, but I listen to Cardi. Oh, jeez. Why Why do that, man? <laughs> like, let it go. Like, just why bother? <laughs> I don't know if I like those two songs, man. See, so the first one's called Mother's Daughter. I like that one. The second one yeah. ca- is called Catitude. I also need to it's hear bad. them when they're not recorded on somebody's phone at a festival. Sure. Like, I think I, I, it's probably going to sound like a much different song yeah. when we play it on the radio. But no love lost between Nicki oh. Minaj and Miley Cyrus, jeez. according to Miley. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. If you didn't know, uh, along with the Roz and Mocha show, mm-hmm. Roz has another job outside of all this. Working Being for awesome. ET Canada. Oh. And when he leaves the radio station every morning at 10, he makes his way to the TV station mm-hmm. for 11 a.m. And then he works a full day until 5.36, sometimes 6.30 at night. Yeah, it's true. Very, very busy. And oftentimes, communicating with Roz during the day, a little bit difficult, only because you are so busy, which is why I try my best not to bother you. Thank you. It's appreciated. I save all the memes that I find, the hilarious stuff, uh, for like after 7 o'clock, I'll text you and stuff like that. Every now and then, we'll we'll text when I know you have a break. Uh, But the one person who does not respect that time is David Morey. No, he pranks me all the time. And I think it's, it's getting out of hand. 
with the amount of time that in a day where Maury will call you because Maury's bored and will record those conversations. Mm-hmm. And with the NBA Finals coming up on Thursday, Go Raptors Go, that was the subject of yesterday's prank call to you. Stupid. And you were in a meeting. <laughs> Stupid. Hey, I'm not around. Leave a message. Hey, I'm not around. Leave a message. <laughs> okay, right. I have a question. Yeah. When your phone's ringing there, yeah. and it, twice now, yeah. do you see that it's more and you just hit ignore? Of course. Oh, okay. What? How are you? Good, what's going on? I had an idea and I wanted to know what you think. So for the Raptors uh, going into the NBA Finals at Jurassic Park, are you available to be there so that people can meet a real dinosaur? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so dizzy. I just left a meeting for this? Well, I didn't know you were in a meeting, but it just couldn't wait. Oh, stop it. You're so dumb. No bones about it. Okay. Are you proud of yourself? Beyond. Yeah. Okay, good. I got to go. <laughs> Hello? Total jerk. Total, not even funny. It's not even a funny joke. Like, I understand if it was a funny joke. That joke wasn't even funny. <laughs> I mean, Nobody laughed at that joke. It's, it's a funny situation. No, it's not. No, it's I'm not. Nobody laughed. The situation. Nah, nah, knowing nah. how busy you are nah, throughout the day nah, nah. and knowing that you were nah, in a meeting nah. and you had to laughed. leave your meeting after ignoring nah. his call twice. No, no. Nobody, nobody laughed at that joke. Nobody, <laughs> nobody finds this funny at all. No, Maury, put your hand down. You don't count. Nobody, nobody found that funny. All right. People found that rude. Okay. What do you think? So for the Raptors uh, going into the NBA Finals at Jurassic Park, are you available to be there so that people can meet a real dinosaur? Shut up. (laughs) So proud he is. So proud. It actually was a funny joke. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Raptors game tomorrow night. Hell yeah, Golden State's in town right now. They are, huh? Yeah, they arrived last night. Try to sneak into our city. Yeah, think please. we don't notice. Come, Come on. on. Even you, Kevin Durant. Right. I know you're not playing tomorrow, but still. Yeah. Who gave you that pass? Well, NBA. <laughs> They're staying at the St. Regis. Are they? Yes. Oh, yeah? Where's the St. Regis? The St. Regis is at Adelaide and Bay. It used to be the Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah. I oh, like that hotel. Yeah. So they're staying at the Trump I stayed hotel. there one time. Twice, yeah. actually. Yeah, it's nice there? Yeah, I took Catherine. Catherine and I went to, uh, when it was the Trump, before Trump was Trump, of course. Yeah. So I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Not Maury. Oh, just because um, I got married in their hotel. I, uh, we stayed there right as soon as Roxy was born. Yeah. Not long after Roxy was born, it was our, like, sort of like our first night out, and Aww. my mom was coming over to look after after the kid, and we went. Uh, I had this whole thing planned. It was Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Listen, it's me and you. We're gonna go. We're actually gonna go to a movie. Uh, it's yeah. gonna be awesome. Then we're gonna go to a hotel, and you know, yeah, and it's just gonna be dope. Everything's gonna be like just." Like, forget about it. Taken yeah. care of. Netflix and chill. Minus yeah, the Netflix. Yeah, thank you. And then we went for dinner. Neither of us ate, really ate all that much because you're just oh. so stressed out. And then we went to a movie and the stupid movie I picked was Inception. Oh, great movie. Which is like three hours long. Still good movie. And I though. didn't understand it. Nobody does. And I, I fell asleep during the movie. 
Hold on, the movie's about like sleeping and stuff. Thank and you, you. You fell asleep Thank in a movie you. about sleeping. Thank you. <laughs> so I fell asleep at the beginning of Inception, and then I woke up, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt was swimming in the air down a hallway, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, nope. And then I just closed my eyes and went no. back to sleep again. Yeah, I chose to sleep all the way through Inception, and then we went back to the hotel because it was supposed to be our big hotel night. We're like, yeah. we go back to the Trump, and it's going to be dope. And oh like yeah, I sweet. Yo, baby, I'm fully rested. Oh come Here on. We go. You kidding me right so we at some point we went back to the trump and then i woke up again when i was on the couch and Catherine was taking my socks off and then (laughs) and then the next time i saw her was in the morning oh no (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even sleep in the bed with her you ready to check out babe yeah i didn't even sleep in the bed with her The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Amanda Teague, a.k.a. Amanda Sparrow in Ireland, married a 300-year-old pirate ghost in 2016 and recently divorced him. He didn't like that idea and decided to possess her, which meant she had to get an exorcism in order to have her now ghost ex-husband to leave. Hi, Amanda. Welcome back to The Roz and Mocha Show. Hi. Wait, this is Amanda we're talking to, not Jack, right? (laughs) It is, yes. Uh, The last time we talked to you, because Mocha and I were just talking about this, back in December, you had said then when you were going through the divorce with your ghost husband, the pirate, that you were Mm -hmm. worried that he was not going to take the divorce well, and you may have had to have an exorcism to get him out of your life and that is now the case right yes that's the case yes um unfortunately it's not really possible to actually divorce a ghost because you have to go to court in front of a judge and while you might get a legal registrar who's prepared to marry you to actually bring it to court would be a little bit more complicated so i just literally cut off contact but yeah he he really wasn't pleased about that and he wasn't having it so yeah it did end up in me having to, to get an exorcism done. So, Amit, are you, is your ex-husband ghost, Jack, is he still, like, possessing you right now? No, 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 no. Oh, he's After gone. The exorcism, he was crossed over, and um, yeah, he's he's oh. no longer... Was he trying to hold on, though, vicinity. like, during the, during the exorcism? Yes, to a certain extent, yes, he was. And we thought that it, it might be more traumatic than it ended up being, but in the end he did, um, he did agree to leave, but with... Um, with a lot of, shall we say, persuasion. <laughs> so what was, how did you know that you were possessed? Like, how do you know that? When did you know that it went from just a marriage to your 300-year-old ghost husband uh, to where it was now a possession? Like, what were the signs? Well, because I worked in spiritual work, I knew the signs of possession and attachment, which is ill health and um, just everything kind of going wrong in your life and uh, lots of negativity. From about two weeks after we got married, things started to, to, to get bad for me. My health started to get really bad. But again, I went to people and I asked them and they communicated with Jack and they all assured me that all was fine. Then there was more red flags when my dog Toby passed over. And then again, uh, we went for a period that we, we, we didn't really connect or communicate and my health really improved during that period of time. So there were quite a lot of red flags the whole time. But just the same as if you were in a physical relationship, you know, if the signs are there, you kind of ignore them because you don't really want it to be the case. Mm. And it wasn't until I almost died in June of last year that I really had to step back and say, this is spiritual. There, there is a spiritual connection here to this illness. Um, so, I mean, I've quit all kinds of spiritual work now. I do feel very much that I was lured into all of this after the death of my son and um, marketed something that was very much love and light and safe to communicate with the dead and all that. But I've seen a very 
you know, a very other, a very negative side to it. Um, it's not all love and light, and it is quite dangerous. And and and, and to be honest with you, I'm I'm done with it. Oftentimes, when people go through a breakup, they understand that the relationship has to end. Uh, but then there's still like breakup sex, yeah. you know, like where, you know, you still go back and to that thing that, you know, was so wonderful and oftentimes the best part of a relationship. Did you make that mistake? Were you still uh, intimate with uh, with your ghost husband when maybe you shouldn't have been? I think probably the last time that we were, yes, I kind of knew that something was seriously wrong. Mm-hmm. But then I We've all been there. We've surgery. all been there. So. Yeah, yeah. So after the surgery, it wasn't actually possible because um, my surgery was down in those intimate areas. So, um, but there was a long period of months where I was very unsure whether I wanted to end it. And yes, I did go through very much that period, I would say from June till really December of last year, where I was very much wanting to end it. But again, not not ready to make the full break, I guess. Are there any other ghosts that you've heard of that are happy that maybe you're back on the market now? Like, are you being contacted by any other ghosts? Well, like I said, I don't do spiritual work anymore, so I don't communicate so you to, don't to, to leave myself open to that. Um, I'm pretty sure if I did, <laughs> there would be spirits that would try to communicate I imagine. with me. But I, 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 I'm too scared to, to, to do it anymore. What about, what about a living, what about a living man? Are you interested in, uh, in, in anybody who's still alive? Well, not, not at the minute. Possibly if somebody sure. came along in the future that was, um, that was compatible with me, maybe. Even just from an excitement point of view, I have to imagine that it's going to be a difficult transition to, you know, even move on to any new relationship. When you're going from a 300-year-old ghost pirate, uh, I don't know how you, you you then get excited about somebody who sells like cell phone plans. <laughs> you know, like I, like I, I fear I fear that 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 norm that that live people have been ruined now. Well, it's not like I hadn't had you know relationships with physical people before because I did. Obviously, I have children. Um, sure. You know, I do feel that there's so much pressure on society for us to be you know, part of this plus one, whether that's, you know, somebody of the same sex or the opposite sex. And, you know, I've, I kind of went to the extreme because of my religious beliefs and everything that I married a ghost to try and be part of a plus one. I think after going to the extreme that I did, I, I think I'm kind of done that. <laughs> maybe maybe instead of like a dead ghost, maybe like a dead kindergarten teacher or something like that. Like, why not? Like, can't you go like, why do you have to go with a pirate? I guess it was, you know, because that's who came in or sure. whatever. And that's, you know, I had the interest in it because I was writing a book about piracy. And right. I guess, you know, what you put out is what you attract. Uh, anything else you have uh, to add, Mocha? Nope. No, Mocha's good. Okay. Amanda Teague, thank you very much for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show. Uh, you married a 300-year-old pirate ghost, uh, got divorced. He wasn't down with that no. divorce and uh, and possessed you, and then you needed the exorcism, and you are now completely out of that world. Yes, right? Yes, yes. Yes, yes um, you are. Okay, congratulations. Say, congratulations. My new book is out as well on Amazon if people are interested in the full story. It's called A New Attitude. There you go. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us again, Amanda. Thank you so much. All Thank right. you for having me. All right, Have love. a great day. You too. So like two minutes into that, you shut down. Did you lose interest or did you just like have nothing to say? That's just such a... <laughs> A weird conversation to have with someone, you know? You yeah. can only ask so many questions. I know. Before there are just no more questions that, 
like need to I, be asked. I agree. I'll tell you this. I, I, as soon as we had her back on the phone, I remembered the way that we talked to her the first time, and that was. I had this. You have a decision to make. You can either goof on her because that's really what you want to do. You married a three hundred year old pirate ghost. Um, but I am more interested in this story when I buy into it. If I take it one hundred percent seriously, I'm far more interested in that conversation than I am in another conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm good. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let's go, Raptors! <laughs> Yo, today is game day! Yes, we sir. the North, we the North, we the North! Superfan Nav is in the building. What's up, man? Hey. How are you doing? On the top of the world, man. Yeah, I can't only imagine what this must be like for you. Listen, since 95, you've been there since game number one. Game number one and never... Be, I've never been late for a game, never missed a game, and never left a game early. Wow. I've never missed a, ma- ga- a minute of the game in the arena. And you've literally been with the Toronto Raptors through the highs, the lows, the lower than the lows. <laughs> you can, you're right on that. More lows than high. Let's right? just say that. Yeah. And, and now you're here as a fan that's been there with the team as a fan and not part of the organization since yes. day one. What does it mean to you to see the Raptors in the NBA finals? My God, as crazy it sounds and as many as as much as many times as you say that we are in the NBA final, it's it sounds crazy, but it's for real now. We are in the NBA finals for the first time. Yeah, man. And man, we are going to have what a beautiful series. We are going to surprise the world. I'll tell you, I was really happy that, you know, you were really recognized in this last week. And and somebody said something real terrible to you on uh, on Twitter. And the amount of people that rallied behind you and then got your story out. It wasn't just, hey, don't say mean things. But it was people took the opportunity to tell your story and your story as a man and your story as a Raptors fan. And it really brought people together. And it made this so much more than just a basketball game, having your involvement in this. It was incredible. Yes, I think we made made a, a negative situation into a positive situation, you know, because this is all making, you know, the world together. You know, we as uh, Sikhs are against bullying. I'm, I'm of a Sikh sure, faith. Yeah. We are against bullying. We are against racism. For us, you know, first thing in the morning, our prayer is to pray for everybody's happiness, irrespective of the religion, color or whatever gender or anything. Yeah. That's what we do. We are very inclusive of that. So, you know, this is very good. We made a good situation uh, out of a very negative yeah. situation. And I'm very happy that the person realized and more kudos to him. He's a very big guy. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> when a person realized that they've done something wrong, yeah. you've got to give them the credit. I agree, man. Uh, it's Razamoka, Kiss 92.5, Superfan Nav is here. Toronto Raptors, NBA Finals, Game 1 is tonight. And we've said before, and everybody knows, again, you've been with the team since 95, since the very beginning. And throughout the years, you've obviously made friends with other players from other teams throughout the league. Is there anybody on the Golden State Warriors that you've had to have a conversation with that said, listen, we're cool and everything outside of this series, but during this series, don't talk to me. Nobody has told me that yet, but you know what? <laughs> no, that you said to them. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm not going to tell them anything. 
I'm going to show by my actions. Okay. I'm not leaving anybody alone. Oh, I mean, snap. Steve Kerr is a very, very good friend of mine, and I respect him a lot. Yeah. And I've known him for a long time. Uh, Steph Curry is like my little brother. Well, yeah, uh, you've been there. When his dad played with the Raptors for three years, Steph right? I have seen Steph Curry shooting as a young shoot, taking 300 shots before the game and after the game. Yeah. So I have seen that. And you know what? I have, I know Boogie so well. I know uh, I know Iguodala. I know a lot of players on that team. Okay. But yeah, we their know that friends, you know their brothers, before the 48 minutes yeah. and after the 48 minutes. Okay. During 48 minutes, uh-uh, we are going to be... Going at each other, I'm going to do what I have to do, and I want them to do what they have to do. Oh, snap. Are you going to do anything like what Drake does? No, I'm not. Drake does what he does. <laughs> Drake does what, no, no, Drake does, Drake does the important part. Yes. He goes yeah. into their head. Right. He yeah. gets into the player's head. That's right. He does that. We have split our, our duties. He does that. I do when they're throwing the free throws. That's where I have to get three or four points, you know. Uh, okay, real talk here. How much for your seat for tonight's game? Uh, I don't know. Throw out I mean, a number. My, my throw out a number. Throw out a number. Minor, minor the season. A lot of money. No, throw out, just a throw out a number. I no, need to know. I don't know. I need to know what it would take. I need to know what it would take for you to miss your first game, which is the which is the first uh, game in the NBA Finals for the Raptors. <laughs> I need to know what that number is. Is there a number? You know what? I'm going to figure out all after I've taken a line of I've taken a, I've taken a line of credit. Yeah. I'm going to worry about after winning the championship. How to pay for that? All right, super fan. Now before we wrap things up, your message to the city of Toronto as we embark on Game One tonight. Oh, very important. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. You know, guys, we are in the NBA Finals. We, the fans, have been amazing for the last three three rounds but today this is for the cup this is for the ring so guys our team is all good and ready to go our coaching staff is amazing and i want to give a shout out to a coach here phil handy who was a coach with cleveland and i'm expecting him to really step up his game on this because he knows he knows Cleveland used to play against Golden State, and I believe he's going to step up. He knows their playbook, and we are going to use it. So, Coach Phil Andy, you bring your playbook there. And also the fans, guys, you got to be louder than ever. This is <laughs> NBA Finals Game 1. We got to bring everybody. Everybody has to be a super fan inside and super fan outside. Wherever you are watching the game, if it's at your home or in a sports bar, make sure you are cheering the loudest. And in the end, I tell you one thing. Yes, Golden State is a champion. And to unseat a champion is not an easy thing, but we are going to do it. This is like climbing a Mount Everest. We are right there on the tip of Mount Everest. All we have to do is everything together. We are going to be putting the flag in the next two weeks on the top of Mount Everest. And this is not just for the city of Toronto. This is for whole Canada. This is Canada versus Golden State. And so guys, go Raptors. Go, Ra go Raptors. And we the North. Yeah, yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Daniela. Daniela wrote this, Roz. Mm -hmm. You boys mentioned something about being on the air for 10 years, and I didn't believe you. So I started thinking about when I first heard you on the radio. That was 17-year-old me, just got my license and car, and was driving to school. I'm now driving to my <laughs> full-time career job. LOL, that's insane. 10 years. Yeah. It's crazy. 
crazy to think that I've been listening for that long, yeah. So you're like a full grown-up now, huh? I'm an adult. <laughs> what is, uh, what's your life like now? Like, what are the, the things that you transitioned from 10 years ago into where you are today? Uh, well, I'm actually a teacher now. Wow. So I'm technically still in school, but I'm on the other end of things now. See, that's crazy. So when you started listening to us, you were a 17-year-old student. Now you're a teacher. Yeah. And you were probably like a 17-year-old student who hated school and hated your teachers. <laughs> and now you're the teacher trying to gain the respect of students who hate school and hate their teachers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Full Circle. <laughs> it's so upsetting that these people listen from when they're like 17 and kids and then they end up being so much better than, you know, me. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, they're more successful than I am, and they grew up listening to this whole show, and they started as a kid, and now they're doing better. You don't think you're... Why, well, because you've done nothing in 10 years? I, I've done... Yeah, but they're, like, financially better. They're smarter. <laughs> Maury's upset because he's been doing this job for 10 years, and when people started listening to this show at 17, in that 10 years, you have leapfrogged him and are now more successful than he is. Yes. <laughs> Somebody who couldn't get into a rated R movie when you started this job, Maury, is now more successful than you are. <laughs> Blows my mind. <laughs> hey, I couldn't get into an R rated movie when I started listening to you guys. That's what I mean, yeah. Damn. Well, Daniela, thank you for your dedication for the past 10 years to the Raza Mocha Show. No problem. It's been awesome, and it's been amazing and entertaining. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your text. Between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, you have to have an answer. You've been listening for 10 years. I know. You know what? Every time people answer this, I'm like, oh, that's a pretty funny reason. Okay, what would I say? And you know what? I'm going to go with Mocha because of his laugh. You know it's a fake laugh, right? It's not fake. I'm joking. Dude. <laughs> I'm joking. You're allowed to have a favorite, even if you're wrong. It's fine. Hey. <laughs> Shut up, Maury. You're still broke, bro. Ten years plus. <laughs> well, the only reason Maury's broke is because Maury's got a 40-year mortgage on that condo. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Daniela. I love you guys, too. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Ah, Gabrielle. Hi. Hi, it's Ronza Mocha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. good. I think this is like our first ever, like, long, long distance Razamoka FML. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Across the ocean. That's right. So uh, thank you for joining us from Portugal. Thank you for having me. Okay, so Gabrielle, you wait, read wait, it. Wait, wait. Yes. I need to know. Like, you're in oh, Portugal. Yeah. How did you discover the Razamoka show? I'm originally from Toronto. I've been listening to you guys for like 10 years since I've been in high school. Oh, damn. Since the beginning. Okay, so what brought you out yeah. to Portugal? Um, Just needed a little bit of a change from Toronto. You know, better weather out here. It's like 30-something degrees today, so... Yeah. Oh, you know. And how old are you? I'm 26. 26. And what do you do out there in Portugal? Um, I teach English at an after-school program to kids. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay, so yeah. Gabrielle, you write us this. Signed up for my gym back in October and have been seriously crushing on one of my personal trainers at my gym. His name is Tiago. My personal trainer, Miguel, is friends with him. Tiago is also, oh no, the gym masseuse, so I've gotten a few massages from him in the past. Oh no! I haven't really spoken to him besides hi and bye how do I ask him out on a date without it being weird and everyone finding out you say that your gym is small and news can travel fast uh, you want some personal training sessions from him lol so 
Uh, you want to know how to date your trainer, right? Pretty much, yeah, without it being weird and also because it is his place of work, you yeah. know? First of all, I will say one thing, which is um, you need to know before you do any of this stuff, and it's impossible for you to kind of find this out, but many places, many gyms, um, stipulate to their trainers that this is a 100% no-go regardless of feelings, that they're not allowed to date clients with risk of losing their job. Yeah. Right. Do you know if that is the case at your gym? Um, no, but I'm sure I could find out some way. Yeah. Okay. So other than the massages that you get from him, is there any <laughs> type of interaction? Like, do you have you talked to him at all or, you know, even in the in the massage room, are you guys talking or is it just strictly massage and you're silent? No, I mean, I've had a few conversations with him. Um, he also teaches like cycling classes. So I'll say hi to him and have a little bit of a conversation after the class or before. Um, if he's training during the day at the same time when I'm training, like, We'll talk. It's just like really basic little conversations. There's reasons people um, start crushing on their personal trainers. One, because they're hot, um, (laughs) you know, realistically, um, you know, and there's a lot of like personal attention paid to you by somebody who's extremely attractive. There's a lot of touching. There's a lot of encouragement. There's a lot of sweat. You, there's a sense mm-hmm. of accomplishment after your meeting. Plus, that's feel, one thing that you guys have in common, right? Yeah, like you feel like you're going through something together, and then you add on the fact that he's a he's a masseuse, and then you're lying on a bed wearing very little, and there's oil and touching and rubbing, and things feel good. And like, there's a lot of reasons why you Ooh. should crush on your personal trainer, but, Damn, I, will, but I will say, <laughs> but I will say this, um, Pursuing your personal trainer, to me, is only going to perpetuate the worst stereotype ever for personal trainers, which is that they sleep with all their clients. Well, he's not my trainer. He's one of the trainers at the gym. I know, but still, that's so tricky, Gabrielle. Yeah, it's really really tricky. I would say, first of all, if anything happens, okay, like if you are going to sit and have a conversation with them... It can't happen in the gym no. or, or after a class or anything. This is something that has to happen like outside of the gym. And you can't then in the gym say, hey, can I talk to you outside of the gym? Like it has to just, mm-hmm. you can't bring this stuff. Plus that's, you don't that's want where to he weird works. him out, right? It's his job, you know? Yeah. You don't want him to feel yeah, uncomfortable it, showing up well, to work. And exactly. then anytime he sees you, he's like, oh no, here's that girl that likes me and I don't like her back or anything like well, that, right? <laughs> That's exactly what I want to avoid. And I'll say this too, in in 2019, after Me Too and all the sort of wonderful things that came out of the Me Too movement, uh, you know, there is a, there's a, the the danger zone for things like this, even if it is uh, platonic and completely, uh, you know, on on the level between two, you know, sort of consenting adults, people are nervous, okay? Because Mm -hmm. if he starts in with you and let's say it just doesn't go well, Okay. He doesn't know you that well. He doesn't know, you know, if this, how bad a breakup, you know, is going to be for his career, uh, for other people he trains. Like, let's just say he's, you know, he's training, you know, other women. And then these women don't want him to train anymore because they think that he's just the guy that hooks up with all the hot girls at the gym. Right. You know, and then, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, he's a sexual harasser. (sighs) Gabrielle, if I could be honest, I say you leave this mm-hmm. one alone. There's too much yeah. that could go wrong. Yeah, no. there's too much, way the, too much that could go wrong. But the wrong. massage table, though. What if it's? What if she keeps a total secret? What if she promises like that she's never going to say anything? Like, what if it's just a fling? Like, do you want him to be your boyfriend, or you just want to hook up with him? I mean, I 
don't know. Like, if you just want to hook up, then just, you know, you can hook up with the guy. But it's it's different when you want to go public and he's got to tell his boss and stuff. I think you need to yeah. let it go. One one time yeah. I, used, I used to go to a bar that I, I loved. Like, I loved this place. I would go there every day after work. And then I and then for a brief period of time, I dated one of the um, bartenders. And I never went back afterwards. And I really ruined that bar for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to ruin this gym. I love this gym. Well, so well, geez. But I don't know, though. But, like, what about love? Like, can't you just, you know, like, what about love? Like, I don't want to get so uh, obsessed with optics and 2019. And I know I'm the one that even brought that up. But, like, what you about know, you love? Have to. You have like, to. you're not going to, like, you're not allowed to make a pass at any, somebody anymore. Like, you're not allowed to flirt. Like, what the, what the hell? Like, are we so, I, I may be changing my mind. I may say, go head on with this. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. I may, yeah. I, I may ah. say, I may say, go head on with this as long as you are willing to accept the consequences okay the the risk has to be worth the reward so are you willing to risk that gym i don't know i would have to think really hard about it okay well that then then the answer is no if you're willing if you're willing to risk everything that could come out of this from going really really sideways then i'd say go for it if you're not willing to risk that then just lift your weights and keep your head down and every now and then get them to rub you down with oil <laughs> Morris in the other okay. room shaking his head. And yes, that, and, and that's got to be good enough. Yeah, I could probably live with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just get a nice rub down every now and then. Hi, Gabrielle. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Hey, we love you. Thank you for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Roz and Mocha's fix my life only on Kiss. Everybody's freaking out over Britney. Why? Well, because there's so many conspiracies. Like when the whole free Britney thing started was there was a podcast and they only, I believe they only cover Britney and they do a really great job of it. These two huge Britney fans. And they had an anonymous caller months ago that said that Britney was basically, her life was not her own and that she was being forced to go to treatment, take medications Mm. and, and all this stuff. And that she was, everything that she was sort of doing that you would see through social media and through the news was not of her own will that she was being forced to do it because of the conservatorship and everything else that she's under and then when her dad got sick she took a turn and then the whole vegas thing happened and then her manager came out to say that she may never perform again just like all this all this stuff and she's kept up some sort of presence on social media yeah and then yesterday the story came that fans started figuring out or trying to sort of connect the dots that all the posts that Britney was posting, all the things that she was posting on social media were old and that somebody was doing it on her her behalf and they actually weren't um, current videos and that this is only more evidence that Britney is being held against her will. Hashtag free Britney. Yeah. So they were, all these like detectives were going crazy on, on all her past videos, trying to figure out, you know, when they could have been from, because they said that they weren't new, which only leads to the theory that Britney's being held against her will. And so yesterday, Britney releases a video on Instagram to try and shut down those rumors. For those of you who don't think I post my own videos, I did this video yesterday. So you're wrong, but I hope you like it. But still, that mm. like, like, hold up a newspaper. Yeah, show you know? the date. Yeah, hold up today's newspaper. Also, how do we know? Now I'm starting to think like the internet detectives, <laughs> right? How do we know that you weren't forced to say that? Exactly. Exactly. Right? How do we know that there weren't 10 other people in that room? Exactly. They were like, 
No, do it again. And that's do the, it again. That's do the it again. problem with all of this yeah. is that even if Britney does come out and say, hey, listen, it's, uh, you know, May 28th, 2019, I, Britney Jean Spears, am of a, you know, sound mind and body. Like, how do you know that she's not being forced to say that? Yeah. Like, that's the, everything she does now. I know. Just it's feeds be, into. It's going to be so suspect. Yeah. Everything. And also, she did not look like she, like, it didn't look like, she looked like she'd been up a couple days in that oh, video. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, and I, and don't so get me wrong, I love Britney, but she wasn't, like, all done up doing, like, one of those great videos. Like, like what she, you would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Britney to look like. Yeah. Oh, man. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. This free Britney thing, is like, has me shook. I yeah. started getting into this a couple of weeks ago and it's deep like i recommend not going down the britney rabbit hole yeah of free britney if you don't have like a lot of time to sort of investigate you're like one of the busiest people i know <laughs> how in the hell do you find the yeah. time yeah yeah to delve into hashtag free britney when, i'll tell you how it i'll tell you how i it, it ended i'm not going to tell you how i started going down the free britney hashtag but i'll tell you how it ended okay is when uh i was deep 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 inside the free britney uh conspiracy and then roxy goes i'm at home and roxy goes dad is my dinner done <laughs> <laughs> oh no and i go i go Oh, yeah, right. I'm like, listen, man, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. And she looks at the clock and looks back at me and goes, that was an hour ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Have you been watching America's Got Talent at all or no? No, I haven't. Show? No. So the other night, uh, Gabrielle Union, who I had no idea was one of the new judges oh, okay. on the show, um, she hit her golden buzzer for this kid and the golden buzzer i mean i think it sends you straight to the finals yeah which is awesome so there's a there was a 22 year old on there uh named cody lee okay and he came out with holding the arm of a woman okay and he had like a walking stick like a cane yeah because he's blind and autistic and like autism is such a fascinating condition and even while answering the judge's questions, you mm. wondered like what he was going to do because he didn't seem like like his answers were very sort of like rudimentary. Like his answers were he had a great sense of humor, like he was smiling and everything yeah. else, but like you had no idea what he was able to do. But with autism, you have no idea what people are capable of doing because right. autism is one of those freaky things where on the outsider at first glances, you would think that this person would have a very limited skill set and then all of a sudden, they just go into a different gear and they're brilliant. Like it's, Cody, it's, dude, like dance something? So, no, so Cody was a, he, he plays the piano when he sings. So here, listen to this. This is the introduction of Cody Lee on yeah. America's Got Talent. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to America's Got Talent. What's your name? I'm Cody. Hi, Cody. I'm Cody Lee. How old are you? I am 22 years old. <laughs> what are you going to do here for us today? I'm going to sing a song for you on the piano. <laughs> I love it. Tina, tell us a little bit about Cody. That's his mom. Cody is blind and autistic. Oh. Wow. We found out that he loved music really early on. He listened and his eyes just went huge. And he started singing. And that's when I just, I was in tears. Because that's when I realized 
Oh my gosh, he's an entertainer. Well, we'd love to hear you. So Go for it. You ready? She brings him I'm over ready. to the piano, right? Yeah. She brings him over to the piano. Like, he figures out where the microphone is and yeah. everything else. And then, so this is what he does when he's sitting at the piano. In my life. Doesn't get Yeah, dude. Get out yeah. of here. Like I've been so many places in my life in I mean, really extraordinary. Yeah. You just want to give your kids the moon, the stars, and the rainbows. And tonight, I'm going to give you something special. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was like, I'm so, I get wow. so emotional over this. It like busted me up, man. Wow. But yeah, that's Cody Lee from America's Got Talent. And mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix. Hello, Amanda. It's Ronza Mocha. Hey, guys. Good oh, morning. Oh, man. You are going through classic case. Classic, classic. <laughs> uh, Amanda, Amanda, you wrote us this. Ronza Mocha FML. Neighbors who lease the house next door are nightmares. They pour bird seed all over their porch, which attracts all sorts of animals to it. And then the bird seed is all over my yard, my porch, inside my husband's air filter in his truck, not to mention the excrement. Gross. That's poop, by the way. Uh, they don't maintain their grass or trees. They have overgrown and full of weeds. A tree branch fell during the storm, and it was just dangling from the tree for weeks before someone ripped it off. Uh, they have two very large dogs that bark endlessly. Damn. And my two young girls are afraid to go out when they're out. Uh, you say that it's been over a year, and you were hoping that they'd be gone soon, but it doesn't look like anything is going to change for a while. Am I being a bitchy neighbor? Damn, Amanda, uh, have you talked to your neighbors at all? Have you had any type of interaction with them? Okay, so I we rarely see people. Like they like once in a while, we've like my husband has waved. Or if I see someone, I wave. We say hello, mm-hmm. but that's it. But you haven't like, like had a conversation with them. No, not uh, really. That should be the first step. So it's been so long now. I feel like it's like. Uh, no, awkward. just treat it cool, man. Like, just you have to have a face-to-face conversation. I remember uh, at our place, our neighbor he smoked cigarettes and would toss his cigarette butts. They would land in our garden. Mm. So one day, mm-hmm. I went to the door. I just knocked on the door and I said, "Hey, listen. Not sure if you're aware, but the cigarette butts that you're tossing—they're ending up in my yard. Uh, the dog's in the yard. Our kid is in the yard. I just wouldn't want them to to pick it up. Do you mind tossing your cigarette butts somewhere else?" And the wife was totally cool about it. Ever since then, no cigarette butts in the yard ever again. Okay. I would I would say maybe knock on the door and try and reason with them. The one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to take petty revenge, yeah. right? Like that's the one no, thing. No, no. That's the one thing you don't want to do. Um, having a conversation is always the best way to go. I think that neighbors should be able to talk to neighbors like this. Maybe it's yeah. an old school way of thinking, but I think that neighbors can sort things out themselves. 
Now, they lease this place, right? Yeah, they do. Okay. And they don't treat the outside very well. Okay. Like, it's like yeah. Because they don't, they don't own the place, the, right? They don't yeah. care about it. The, mm-hmm. other, the other thing you can do is you, do, you can try and reach out to the, to the owners if yeah. it doesn't go well having a conversation with, the, um, with your actual neighbors. And again, talking to your mm-hmm. neighbors is, is, is where to start. Uh, there are a few things, and if it escalates, I'm just saying, like if they ignore you or they diss you or it, they escalate the situation... If they're just doing it out of spite, there are certain things you can do. Like there are bylaws that oh, you can sure. that you can file. Like I think it's eight inches. If their grass or their weeds gets above eight inches, you can call the city and they'll put a bylaw infraction on them. It never gets that high because my husband will cut it. <laughs> well, tell your husband to stop cutting their lawn. Yeah. Well, it's, atta- it's attached to our lawn. Oh, like okay. it's one of those one, you know, so it's like it, it yeah, looks yeah, terrible. Yeah. He's like, forget it. I'm just going to do it. No, yeah. because then they're going to always expect for it to be done. Know where your property um, line is and just cut your own friggin' grass. Yeah. And there's, there, you know, and, and I'm sure if you went digging, I'm sure in the city of Toronto, because we're so uptight, I'm sure there's some sort of environmental hazard bylaw that you could file yeah. about the bird poop. Like, I don't know. I'm sure, like, yeah. you could probably take that route. I would suggest first talking to them and trying to reason with them. Um, but somebody who doesn't care about the place that they live really bothers me. Somebody who doesn't sort of oh, take sure. pride in the way that things look has always bothered mm-hmm. me. I, I like neighborhoods like in the States. I know that there's some neighborhoods that aren't even condo neighborhoods, but if you live in particular neighborhoods like down in Florida, mm-hmm. there's a, um, an HOA, which is a homeowners association. And mm-hmm. if you live in this neighborhood, you have to abide by the homeowners association rules, which is your grass cannot be a Above this length, you have to trim your sidewalk edges. Yeah. Your planters can't be full of weeds; they have to actually be plants. Like there's all these sort of things, and if you want to live there, you you have to be the good neighbor to keep everything looking good. And I don't mind those rules. No, me I neither. think we could do with some of those rules here. And I don't want to. I don't like a lot of government or police intervention. Uh, but I do like you know why I do like living next to somebody who takes as much care of their place sure. as I do of mine. Pride of ownership. Yeah, exactly. So Amanda, yeah. your first step is yeah. to have a conversation with the uh, with the people who lease that property next yeah. door. I know. I'm kind of terrified of the dogs answering the door. <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't work, then you have to find a way to contact uh, the person that owns that property. Yeah. Okay. Because you know what? Sometimes the, the people who own the property, they may not even know. They may be the type of person that just yep. knows that they collect the rent money and they, they, they pay off the mortgage and that's it. They don't make house calls. Uh, they don't check up on the property. They don't even speak to the people who are leasing or renting. Uh, so I would, again, first start with talking to the uh, to the neighbors. Okay. Mm-hmm. And start the Let conversation with, hey, bucko. <laughs> Yes, that's totally yeah. my personality. <laughs> I, would, uh, I, would, I would do that. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Amanda. Thanks, guys. I love you. Have a great day. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. We got a text like late last night from Doris who wanted us to wish her daughter, Melody, uh, a happy eighth birthday. Oh, eight. Yeah. It's a so, big one. Hey, Doris, are you there? Hello. Hello. We're looking for Melody, please. Oh, Melody? Okay, sure. Give me one moment, okay? Mm-hmm. Is this Doris? Yes, it is. Doris, it's Rosa Mocha. Shh. I know. She knows. I know. She oh. knows. <laughs> Jeez, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Should, uh, I'll get Melody for you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you think she didn't know? No, I didn't. She texted I, us, man. No, I know, but like, anyway. <laughs> I'm sick. Leave me alone. Uh-huh. Good morning. Melody. Hi. Hi, Melody. How are you? Good. Happy birthday. It's Raza Mocha. 
Thank you. <laughs> I know we're a day late, but that's okay. Tell us what you did for your special day yesterday when you turned eight. I went to Mandarin. Nice. I also got off school early to watch Aladdin yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a pretty and, great birthday. Um, I handed out markers. For the whole class, I'm giving them away to one for each student. Oh, that's nice. That's awesome, too. Uh, what did you have in Mandarin? What was your, like, favorite thing to eat there? Torpedo shrimp and onion rings. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> that's the best. My go-to at Mandarin is always the chicken wings or <sighs> the uh, chicken balls. Yeah. Just, like, covered in sauce. Yeah. Uh, did you like Aladdin? Yep. Hey, listen, uh, thank you for being such a fan of the Razamoka show. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening on your way to school every day. Can I tell you my mom's favorite jokes? She has some favorites. Okay, yeah, oh, go. You want right, to sure. tell us a joke? Go ahead. Okay. What do you call Sinead O'Connor when she spins around in circles? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> what do you know. call Sinead O'Connor when she spins around in circles? What do you call? I don't know. What? Tornado Connor. Tornado <laughs> Connor. Come on. That's a good one. You got another one? Um, what type of pillow likes going on roller coasters? What type of pillow likes going on roller coasters? What kind? A whoopee cushion. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, Melody, uh, happy birthday to you uh, from the Razamoka Show. And we can't end this call without... Oh, yeah. You want to sing? Hey, Maury, get in here quickly. Yeah, of course, dude. We have to. For Melody's eighth. Here we go. <clears throat> Happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Melody. Happy birthday to you. It's like the easiest song in the world, Maury. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> the easiest song in the world. You guys started no, too quick. No. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Raptor fever has taken over the city of Toronto. Of course, game one tonight against the Warriors. Nine o'clock. Oh, my God. So crazy hype for this. And uh, Chris Kelly, who works here on Kiss 92.5, his show, 7 p.m. till midnight, Monday to Friday. And he's getting in on some serious Raptor action. Yeah, so the story yesterday was that there was a tattoo shop in Little Italy that was going to offer free Raptor tattoos between like specific times of day. Yeah. And they were offering four different Raptor tattoos. And so Chris Kelly's like, hey, I want to get in on this. And instead of him deciding, like any adult should, where they're going to get a tattoo, uh, he left it up for the audience to vote on it. Chris Kelly, you crazy SOB? Hello. We the North, baby. <laughs> Heck yeah, let's go Raptors. Okay, so you're getting this tattoo thing? <laughs> <laughs> Ross, Ross is literally rubbing his temples right now. Dude. Yeah, it's a tattoo artist coming in at uh, 8 o'clock tonight to do the tattoo on Facebook Live. You got to talk to your mother, man. <laughs> um, you know what? I actually <laughs> called her on the show last night, uh -huh. and uh, she's uh, she's not, you know, the happiest. Yeah, but... no. Okay. Uh, Wait, Chris, do you have any other tattoos? I've got one small one on my arm. That's it. Oh, bro. Oh, no. Bro, is, it, bro. is the tattoo that's on your arm <laughs> smaller or will be bigger than the raptor tattoo you're getting live on the radio tonight? Uh, smaller, definitely a lot smaller. Oh, wow. Oh okay. Okay, so here's my question. You, and you... you you, for some ungodly reason, allowed it up to the audience to decide on where you're going to get this tattoo. What were the options that people could vote on? 
so I wanted to go uh, ankle, mm. good tattoo spot, uh, <laughs> chest, uh, shoulder, yeah. and then, of course, we got to throw the wild card in there and, and toss uh, the buttocks. Just for the record, I voted five times for his butt. Okay. Do you know, can you see what the results are currently? <laughs> I did a little uh, tally just before I uh, jumped on air with you, and uh, it's pretty close between chest and butt, but I do think butt is in the lead right now. Oh, no. Which cheek? I, I asked a couple people last night, and uh, a lot of people want left cheek, so oh, we'll have cheek. to please just, the people. Why not just right in the middle? <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it. Do you have any idea how much you're going to ruin your game-watching experience tonight if you get a tattoo on your ass? I, I didn't think about this, and then someone told me, they're like, yeah, you're not going to be able to sit down for no, a while. Like, what man. the heck? No, you're going to be swollen and bleeding back there yeah. and like all like gauzed up with cellophane wrapped around your cheek. Like it's a, it's a nightmare, man. Yeah, I didn't think about this. <laughs> I... <laughs> all right, so Chris, uh, where do people go if they want to vote? How long do they have to vote? And when will you uh, throw out the results? Uh, Facebook.com slash Kiss925. You can go vote on that video in the comments. Uh, the options are in the video. We're going to close voting at 7, tally it up. And then 8 p.m. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for shoulder, but it, it does not look like shoulders winning at this point. Okay, um, so if everybody could go there right now to Facebook, to the Kiss Nine Two Five Facebook page, and just please throw your vote behind butt, that would be <laughs> that would be so spectacular. Specifically yeah, left cheek, no, specifically center. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see, and I want you to get that basketball with the claw. <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah, do you know which which tattoo you're gonna get? Like which one out of the all the designs that are being offered up? Um, you know, I I was uh, I was gonna let everybody choose that too, but I thought that was way too much control. Uh. I think it's just gonna be one of the raptors. One little <laughs> at the end of the day, it's also just a dinosaur tattoo if they lose. No. They're not okay, going so to raptor dinosaur. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. Jeez. So, so what time? What time are people finding out what uh, the final vote was, and when are you getting this tattoo? Uh, just before eight p.m., we'll start the live stream okay. and uh, hopefully have a tally by then and then the artist will uh, do their magic live in studio okay you know where I sit right yeah I'll say you it's don't. far away from there yeah, as thank possible. you don't yeah. do it here thanks man <laughs> <laughs> alright Chris Kelly his show starts at 7 o'clock on Kiss oh 92.5 uh, get out there to Facebook on Kiss 92.5's Facebook page and vote 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 ass 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 <laughs> thanks Chris we'll see ya Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Hi, Jasmine. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Welcome to Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. Thank you so much. Okay, so, uh, Jasmine, you wrote us this. Simple question. After too many first dates off Plenty of Fish, I finally met a man who knows how to treat a woman. Yeah. Yeah. It only took 38 years. One issue, he's only 23 years old. Razamoka yep. FML. So what is the issue with him being 23, Jasmine? Well, considering the fact that I'm 38 and he's 23, yeah. it's a bit of an age difference, so which it, I'm okay with, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need... Your opinion on is that too young for me? Well, it depends on what you want. You want to spend the rest of your life with this guy, or do you want to you want to date him for a little while and have some fun? I'm over the dating for a little while and having fun. Been there, done that. Okay. So I'm looking for something more. 
not necessarily with him, but just in general. Okay. Oh, so you're so, just looking to have some fun or see where this goes. Yeah. 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 How long has it been, by the way, between the two of y'all? Very, very, very short, like a couple weeks. Okay, perfect. Oh, okay. That's, so you're, you guys, yeah. you're still riding high. Sex is still real good, all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why? So why not? Years old. What do you think? Yeah. So why not? Right. <laughs> like, here's my. If it doesn't bother you, and it doesn't bother him, and you guys aren't at a point yet of where you're having conversations about whether he wants kids and all this stuff, no. and where you your lives start clashing, there's nothing wrong with meeting somebody, having them sort of take a place in your life, shake it up a little bit, and and then maybe you go your separate ways. Like that there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. Like the 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 idea that everything has to fit, you know, all boxes and you have to have all the yeah. answers right out of the gate is an unrealistic yeah. expectation, especially for somebody who's thirty eight. Like have you been married before? I have not. No. You have not do you have any kids? Nope. So what the hell's the problem? Right. I should just have fun, right? Not think too much about it, right? No. I don't know. I have a feeling Jasmine that you are looking at this as something that you want to turn into long term. I mean, I'm open to it. I just don't okay. want to be 45 and have a 30 year old that then says to me later. Yeah. Yeah, well, but you know what? You could also be 45 with a 55 year old that then turns true. to you and says later. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. What's that wrong, Jasmine? True. What's wrong with just taking things day by day and treating it as it is day by day? There's nothing wrong with that except for the fact that I'm a woman and we have a really hard time doing that. Yeah, it's very <laughs> difficult. It's very <laughs> difficult. Uh, listen, I but I don't think that you're ever going to get I'm a, a, a lifelong commitment, you know. Yeah, that's true. Even if you guys walk down the aisle and get married, it's still, like, look at the yeah. statistics, right? Like, it still could completely blow up in your face. So 50-50, but, yeah. but, but listen, life is about taking chances. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've said on this show so many times that, you know, you, sometimes you just got to jump. And when you're 38 and you meet a 23 year old and you're not, you've never been married and you got no kids, you must be the envy of all your friends. Are you kidding me? That's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah like if it doesn't bother you. No, it doesn't. Okay. Then don't worry about who, if it bothers anybody else, it's none of their right. business. And, right. if, and if he's cool with it. Yeah, he's totally cool with it. Oh, my God, Jasmine. Jasmine. You're in like, <laughs> honestly, there are people listening to this right now yelling at their yeah, radio. Yeah. Being like, what the hell is wrong with you, Jasmine? Yeah. Enjoy the moment that yeah. you are living in right now. Yeah. Like, Amazing. You, you, you can bleep me, right, Mocha? Yes. Yeah, hold on. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. There's people saying this right now, Jasmine, listening to you. <laughs> just won the lottery, and now she's complaining about sleeping and all that money. <laughs> no, no, no! I'm not complaining. I'm hella grateful for everything. Okay, okay then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Boom! Razamoga, yeah. just fix your life, Jasmine. <laughs> Thank you no. so much. Go for it. Have fun, man. <laughs> love this. Love this. I will. You and I'll say, uh, Razamoga told me to have fun. So oh have God, fun. yes, please. You owe it to yourself. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, love. Love you, Jasmine. Okay. Have a great day. Razamoga's fix my life only on Kiss. Hi, it's Razamoka. Hey, it's uh, Nazim. What's up, Nazim? I asked, uh, I texted you if I can do the um, the news introduction. <laughs> Moka, Moka, you're gonna love this. You're gonna oh, love oh, this. Okay, so you know you know what you're doing. You don't need any coaching or anything like that. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, man. Wait, how long have you been listening to the show? I started listening to this cha- channel um, before you guys, maybe like a month before you guys came on the channel. Yeah. So like till then. Oh, wow. So 10 years now. Wow, okay. dude. So you know what's going on. You know how to do this. All right. Uh, Naz, Nazim, go ahead. Hey, Mocha. 
Yo. Are you ready? You done? No. No, I know. You ready? <laughs> uh, yes. And for a thousand and the GTA. And for the millions. And millions. Listen to the show across the world. <laughs> Let's get into the news. <laughs> a Roz and Mocha show. Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, Harrison Ford last night was on with uh, Jimmy Fallon and took the opportunity to pay tribute to Peter Mayhew, who recently passed away. Of course, Peter Mayhew uh, played the legendary role of Chewbacca. He was a really uh, sweet man, yeah. nice man. And um, he had a, um, got a hard time physically. It was really hard for him to do what he what he did for us, what he did for all of us, and he did it with uh, real dignity and class. He was a, he was a really uh, neat guy. Yeah. Miss him. Interviewing um, Harrison Ford is very difficult because he is such a quiet talker. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how, like, you struggle to listen to what he has to you say. You put, like, ten microphones it's, on that yeah, guy. It's really and it's wild. And all you hear is the quiet. air around him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, man, we all miss Peter Mayhew. That was great. Video game addiction is now a mental health disorder, according to the World Health Organization. Addiction to video games has been recharacterized. The World Health Organization describes addiction to digital and video gaming as, quote, a pattern of persistent or reoccurring gaming behavior that becomes so extensive it takes precedence over other life interests. They stress that only a small minority of people who play digital and video games would develop the problem, but said recognition of early warning signs may help prevent it. Quote, this is an occasional or trans transistory behavior, they said, adding that only if such behavior persists for around a year could a potential diagnosis of a disorder be made. They looked at people who played video games for 20 hours a day Damn. without going to school. 20 hours a without, day. Yeah, uh, quitting your job, quitting school, not eating, not sleeping. And uh, responding to this was the Video Games Coalition Council. Wow. Which is a lobby group. They said that their products were, quote, enjoyed safely and sensibly by more than 2 billion people worldwide. And they added that the educational, therapeutic, and recreational value of games was well-founded and widely recognized and urged the World Health Organization to reconsider. So that's the latest on video game addiction. Meek Mill is, I guess, suing... The Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas. Oh my God, I love that hotel. Yeah, it's Why? great. So this story's really weird, and I'm sort of on Meek Mill's side after I listened to the audio that he recorded while being denied entry. So the story goes that Meek Mill was headed to the Cosmo, and he was denied entry. Now, Meek Mill is saying that it's racism. Yeah. The Cosmo was saying that it was not race related and it was simply a capacity issue the yeah, statement right. that they read was according to the marquee day club they were contacted in advance by meek mills arrival 
Security staff clarified that he would not be granted access because of capacity issues. In accordance with both club and resort policy upon arrival, it was reiterated to Meek Mill and his team for a second time that access to the venue was not permitted. Now, uh, the statement goes on to say that Meek Mill refused to depart the property and was then informed that any continued attempt would result in trespassing charges. Mm. Um. Meek Mill's people say the assertion that the Cosmopolitan denied Meek Mill on the basis of capacity concerns are outright false. In the recorded video, Meek also inquired about getting a meal at one of the hotel's restaurants, yet their security team continued to deny Meek and said that he would be arrested for trespassing regardless of the location on the premises. Really? So they're saying, the hotel is saying capacity, right? Meek Mill is saying that they just wanted him off the property full stop. So listen to this clip of Meek talking to one of the security guards at the hotel. I'm not accusing you of doing anything, man. No, everyone's trying to chip in and put their two cents in, right? So again, I wasn't there. I don't know. This is way bigger than me. Obviously, you're somebody. Can you stop recording me? No, no, no. Absolutely not. Okay. This is- so actually, go ahead. Record me. That's fine. As yeah, can, we, can, we, can we, can we figure this out? Property. I hereby warn you that you're trespassing on this property. If you don't have these premises immediately, you will be subject to arrest for a misdemeanor. How can you tell me I'm going to be locked up for trespassing? Hold on, so here's the deal. Yeah. We're a private property. Yes. At this time, with the information we have, we're refusing to do business with you. We have the right to do that. If you're telling me I'll be arrested if I don't leave, if I walk upstairs and get something to eat, I'm going to be arrested for what? No, we just said it. For being a rapper? We officially trespassed. For what? We officially trespassed. For what, though? For what did you officially protest me for? We have to do that. To me, that sounds like people that don't want Meek Mill in their hotel. Uh, yeah. I didn't even need to listen to that clip to know right? that the Cosmo doesn't want Meek Mill because they fear that trouble may follow. They had said, some, there's another story out that says that they were convinced that the last time Meek Mill was there, there was some sort of altercation that happened. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So, and he had said that he had only been there once before and it was totally cool. But to me, when you listen to that clip, that sounds like people who don't want Meek Mill in their hotel. Yeah, that has nothing sure. to do with capacity. Uh, Iggy Azalea was left blindsided after topless photos uh, that she took uh, for GQ and also for her plastic surgeon leaked online and she's deleted all her social media accounts and threatens legal action. In a statement, so I don't know if you saw the pictures, they were for GQ and... She wrote, a lot of hope high-profile women have shot covers for GQ with strategically placed hands, covering their breasts, etc. I always felt that they were beautiful covers, so I jumped at the opportunity. I've seen other women's cover I haven't seen other women's covers leaked, so I felt comfortable on a close set to model for such a reputable magazine, knowing only the images with my hands covering my breasts would be considered for print. Iggy went on to say that she never consented to having topless photos released. She continued, there was no reason for anyone to have kept the outtakes from the shoot. I'm surprised and angry that they were not immediately deleted after the final images were selected. Uh, Today, I'm a ball of negative emotions. I feel blindsided, embarrassed, violated, angry, sad, a million other things, not solely because I did not consent to this, but also because of the vile way people have reacted. Now, the photographer who took those shots says that my heart goes out to anyone in this situation that it has affected. I am utterly outraged and will not rest 
last until justice is served. Wow. So, yeah. So who knows who had these photos and how they got leaked. And Someone snatched that hard drive, yeah, man. Exactly. Man, remember that song, Fancy? Yeah, Iggy? I know. Yeah, you're right. I big love that track. track. So big. Everybody in the Midwest has just been going through hell these last couple of days. In the last week alone, authorities have linked tornadoes to at least seven deaths and scores of injuries. The federal government down in the U.S., uh, the weather forecasters logged preliminary reports of more than 500 tornadoes in a 30-day period, which is an extremely rare figure. The barrage continued last night as people across the Midwest took shelter from powerful storms. On the East Coast, tornadoes and severe thunderstorm warnings have been issued for parts of northern New Jersey and Staten Island in New York. Um, yesterday, 12, it was the 12th consecutive day with at least eight tornado reports, which broke a record. And much like when people start complaining about Amber Alerts, that wake them up in the middle of the night and they start calling 911. Oh, I hate you. Um, everybody on Monday was yeah. complaining that the tornado warnings and reports were interrupting The Bachelor. Oh, so no, Bachelorette? The Bachelorette, yeah. Get out of here. So listen to this uh, weatherman out of Ohio. Heavy rain is between you and the tornado. I was just taking social media. We have viewers complaining already. Just go back to the show. No, we're not going back to the show, folks. This is a dangerous situation, okay? It's nice, right? Think about this. This was your neighborhood. I'm sick and tired of people complaining about this. Our job here is to keep people safe, and that is what we're going to do. Some of you complain that this is all about my ego. Stop. Okay, just stop right now. It's not. I'm, I'm done with you people. I really am. This is pathetic. Sit, dangerous situation here. All right, I'm sorry I did that. I'm just, it just really bothers me that we have people that don't care about other people's safety around here. That's just ridiculous. Sounds like somebody's got an ego. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yo, he's right, that, though. Come uh, on. That he's was right. He's of, right. Uh, yeah, I agree. Off uh, Fox 45 in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Don't get mad. Listen. You can't get mad at interrupting Bachelorette. Like, no. chances are, as soon as that show ends, it's up on the website. Thank you. Anyway, so you can go and watch it. Who are the happiest people in the world? As far as, give me men, women, married, not married, kids, no kids, job, no job. Like, who are the happiest group of people in the world? Uh, I'm going to say, you say? Uh, my generation, the millennials. No, 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 no. That's oh. not specific enough. I'm going uh, to also say. Also, far from the millennials. <laughs> They're uh, miserable. No, we're not. Uh, I would say then it would have to be uh, women. Okay. Who are married. Okay. With a kid. That's a good guess, Maury. I'm going to say, am I allowed to say grandparents? Sure. Yeah. Married grandparents. No, 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 no. But you have to give me a specific oh, gender. gender. Okay. Female yeah. grandmothers. Female grandmothers, says Maury. Because <laughs> there's no other guy. <laughs> Female grandmothers. <laughs> you have to be specific. Okay. Yes. Uh, according to a new study by behavioral scientists at the London School of Economics, the happiest people overall are women who are not married and have no kids. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, no. They also live longer than married mothers and are healthier than them as well. So not female grandmothers. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Wow. And uh, it does, uh, they, they found that uh, married men, however, are happier and live longer well. than single men. That's because uh, married men, you need that woman around. 
because you get those days where you're like, I'm going to go uh, grab the ladder and just head up to the to the top of the garage. And then that's when your wife goes, no, can you just help me inside for a couple minutes? And then you forget about going on the ladder and then we don't fall off ladders. <laughs> right? That's why married men live longer than single men. Uh, there's an Austrian artist named Andreas Gabalier. Uh-huh. And he put together a song to honor one of show business's greats. And oh, that would okay. be that would be Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Arnold Schwarzenegger song? And on the track, yeah. he actually got Arnie to throw down a few bars. Oh stop. You think I'm joking? Arnold Schwarzenegger Raven. You think I'm joking? Hey, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Listen carefully. Get out of here. Deep down and ask yourself, who do you want to be? Yourself and all your dreams come true. Break the rules, not the law. Don't be afraid to fail. You have to think outside the box. I say no pain, no gain. I don't want to hear it can be done. Give always something back. My name is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Right, did he just rhyme? Did he just rhyme back with back? He did rhyme <laughs> back with back. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Raz and Mocha Q&A Oh man, I love this part of the podcast It is time for Ask Raz and Mocha Uh, This is where we take all the questions That you throw at us on Instagram At Kiss925 And as ridiculous as some are As serious as some are As funny Mm -hmm. as some are We're going to try to get through as many of them As we can right now And of course, uh, one of you Get selected to join us on the podcast to ask your question live. Yo, Mir, how are you? Not too bad. How are you? Good, man. Uh, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Razamoka Show podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Where are you calling from? Uh, uh, well, I'm from Toronto, currently in Kitchener, heading towards Wallsburg. So I, uh, I travel pretty much all across the province for work. Oh, nice, damn. Man. What do you do nice. for a living? Uh, I'm a technician. So oh, nice. I do a lot of installations for alarms, cameras, and... Uh, yeah, a lot of the technical aspect. Oh, okay. Uh, so what is your question, Mir? Uh, so my question was, what one thing would you most want to save if your house caught on fire? Um, assuming that any people and animals made it out safely already. Okay, so my family and my cats are safe, right? Yes. So you're thinking of like, what is that one thing that I'd run back in and get? That is correct, yes. Uh, I'll tell you, for me, I don't have anything in my life that I would run back in and get. Uh, like I might grab a picture of my dad, but my mom has some of those, so I wouldn't really worry about that. I think that at that point, I would just look to Catherine and Roxy, and I'd say, "What do you want me to go get?" And I would, oh, leave, and I would, nice. and I would just leave it up to, I would leave it up to them. That's real sweet. Right yeah, uh, I would have to say the hard drive that I have of pictures. Sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That's the only thing I would want to save. Just like pictures of no, anything, you're right. Anything yeah. from my life. Yeah. Before Jenna and my life, obviously with her and with Cruz and but uh, don't you have and that on the cloud? Um, no, there's a lot that I don't have stored 
on the cloud. Just like stuff from like way, way, way before. Yeah. Uh, but like every picture that I've ever taken, uh, anything in my life that I've taken photos of, they end up on a hard drive and I would run in and grab that hard drive. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Ooh, really... You know what though? What's that? Like I don't have that one thing. <sighs> like I, I don't have that possession that I just cherish where I, I don't feel that I could live without it. I have these like Jordan 4s, right? <laughs> See, I don't have that. <laughs> that are the classic Toronto Raptor colors, like yeah. purple, black, and red. And I've never worn them. And they sold out almost immediately going on sale. And I was one of the lucky ones to get them. So maybe your 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 oh, black and purple just... Jordan fours. <laughs> no, you know what? No, no, no. no. The, Jordan, the Jordan's got to burn. Jordan's okay, got to burn. Okay. <laughs> All right. So damn it, more. You live in a condo, so you'd be going upstairs. No, I'd be going. Well, when the fire starts, I'd be going down the stairs. No, but if you had to like run back in. Oh, my, you know what? Like, I have a lot of things that mean a lot to me. Um, but I would probably want to save my grandfather's stamp collection that I have. Really, huh? Because, like, I'm, I mean, it's worth probably a lot, but I'm, like, it's the thing that means the most to me because it's the thing that we did together when he was alive. Right. Now, would Matthew be pissed that you didn't take, if you didn't save anything of his, that you saved your grandfather's save stupid your stamps? Stuff. No, oh, no, damn. it's, it's one, it's one per family. One per family? Yeah, it's one thing per house. Like, one thing. And I you and Matthew. really need to discuss this. You and him. Matthew both live there. So it would be a conversation of what's that one thing? Because he would want to save all of the letters when, from his best friend, Tracy, that they wrote to each other, even though they lived the block away. None of the letters that you wrote to him? <laughs> you want to save the letters that his best friend Tracy wrote well, to him? What about, what about, what was that thing, a stupid gift that you gave to him for, um, oh, What about the God. jar of memories? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for your anniversary that he, he still hasn't read any. No. <laughs> he still hasn't read Has any. Has he not at all? No, but, and now he's put the jar of memories in a, like it used to be displayed nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's in a drawer like in the closet. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not even displayed anymore. Uh, Maury decided to was this a Christmas present? No, it was an anniversary. Or an anniversary present. Excuse me. Because it's paper, oh right? Oh, my God. So first an- <laughs> Yo, Are you this, yawning? This yeah. story about your dark <laughs> memories is so boring that you're yawning. It's literally the first time you've ever yawned. I know. I know. Um, so, Maury decided to, he was trying to think of something to give Matthew. And, and we always just said, man, just give give him something from the heart. Just like whatever, just do it. But Maury is all, all about the grand gesture and goes over the top sometimes, but also at the same time doesn't go far enough. So he decided to make Matthew a jar of memories, which was <laughs> a jar. And then Maury was going to take these little pieces of paper and just write down memories. <laughs> but instead of things like... There was one day when I just had the worst day ever. And even before I could vent to you, you came in and you just hugged me for no reason and it changed everything, right? Like instead of stuff like that, more, it was all like, hey, remember that time we went for sushi? <laughs> but because the, the hug for right? no reason doesn't happen. No, I know, but it wasn't. It's stuff that like you guys did together, but it was just this frivolous yeah, sort but of the time I asked you to help me with this, you wouldn't. I'm, because I'm not helping you <laughs> curate your memories also, for your husband. You're forgetting that I sat here typing all of these oh, things re- 10 minutes before I had to give it to him. I remember. It was like you, somebody cramming for a test, only you're <laughs> 40. 
Hey, Mir, um, what's the uh, what's the one thing that you would save? Because obviously you thought about this. I, I actually put a lot of thought into it, and yeah. I can't think of anything because I mean I have home insurance. You know, everything is covered. Um, I was thinking more along the line of anything that has sentimental value that's been passed on from generations, and I thought uh, you guys would be the perfect people to ask. I don't have anything of that sort. You know, I've lived through a fire. Oh, you have? Yeah, when I was younger, the apartment building that we lived in was on fire. And I remember I took out oh. with us my bag of Lego. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's what Maury would say. Lego. There you go. Uh, we appreciate you, Mir. Thank you very much for asking your question on Ask Razamoka. Thank you very much for having me. You guys right are awesome. Is a wrap a sandwich? That is the uh, question from Dan Drew. No. Is a wrap a sandwich? Uh, I fully agree. A wrap is not a sandwich. No, a, wrap a wrap is a wrap, and a sandwich is a sandwich. It's its own thing. The only reason the sandwich is a sandwich is because the Earl of Sandwich created it with two slices of bread. Sure. Is so, that the truth? The that's Earl what my dad... Of, the Earl of Sandwich? That's what my dad told me. What in the hell is the Earl of Sandwich? He was like a king, and he was playing cards, and in order to The king of a, where? The king sandwich. Of sandwich? Sandwich? Yeah, the Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> I'm Google telling, you what, my, Hold telling on. you what my dad okay, and my whoa, grandfather whoa. taught me. Where? Where is Sandwich? I believe London. So he was playing cards, right? Okay. And in order to continue to play cards yeah. and eat at the same time, he created the sandwich. How? By putting the meat uh, in two what slices meat? of bread. Whatever meat he had. Whether it was a roast or brisket or what have you. Uh -huh. He's like, if I do this, I can hold it in one hand and continue to play. And so they named it after him, the Earl of Sandwich. If I'm right... I'm right. Yeah, I'm not saying. I don't know a whole lot about the internet. I don't know. That sounds like something that your dad Why just told you. Why would my dad and grandfather lie to me? Because they just wanted you to stop asking dumb John questions. John Montague, uh -huh. the fourth Earl of Sandwich. The bread and clothes convenience food known as the sandwich is attributed to John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, uh, 1718 to 1792, a British statesman and notorious prolificate and gambler who is said to be the inventor of this type of food so that he would not have to leave his gambling table to take supper. So I guess Papa he, was didn't, right. he didn't want to leave the gambling table, uh, so he just had them throw his entire dinner in between two pieces of bread so he could just freely eat it, probably with one hand. And uh, given so Maury, you are if he was always around, hungry, I would say now he would be the kind of degenerate that would wear diapers at a slot machine. <laughs> so, so Maury was right. So, sure, man. <laughs> you weren't right, Maury. Uh, your grandfather was right. So that being said, is it's only a sandwich because of that guy. So I think anything between or rolled in a bread product could be considered a sandwich because it's encased in bread. So I would say a wrap is a sandwich. So is an egg roll a sandwich? Absolutely. An egg no, roll is not. a sandwich. Because, wait, what's an egg roll? Oh, the thing you get from uh, Mandarin? Yeah, that's a sandwich? No, because that's that's encased is in a burrito hard. A, is a burrito a sandwich? Burrito is a sandwich. Yeah, no, you're no it's, not. it's not. A gyro is a sandwich. Why? A burrito is a sandwich. Why, why can't things just be their own thing? Like, why does everything have to be... That like why does why the does the sandwich world is have only to be a sandwich because of the invention? What are you talking about? The sandwich is only the sandwich because of the Earl of Sandwich. It's only called that after him for that creation of putting something between two pieces of bread. Right. So things can evolve. No, no, other things are invented. Like a wrap was invented. Like a taco was invented. That doesn't mean that they're all sandwiches. 
but I would say this guy is crazy. It's encased in sandwich, so you can hold it in one hand. The sandwich is the act of holding food in one hand. No, Boom. it's not. Okay. Who said that? Who Boom. said that? But that's why you said that. Hold that's on, hold why on. the girl of sandwich now created. Now you're just talking out of your ass. Talking no, out of your ass. No, I'm sounding so okay. Can I, just, okay. Okay. Right now. Can I is, tell you something, Maury? Is a chicken wing a sandwich? Because I hold that with one hand and eat it. Maury, No, I, no. The act of pause, holding pause all your food. Pause for one second. Pause for one second, Maury. I'm going to stop you right there, and I'm going to... This is a learning lesson right now. It's a learning moment. Um we started in with this, right? And you brought up something that you were told by your grandfather, which was a great story. Your grandfather talking about the Earl of Sandwich, everything else. We fact-checked it and found out that, yeah, it was actually correct. Move on. No, but I'm... No, cre- no, 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 no. Because no. now you sound like a fool. No, I'm, no, I'm arguing no, my point no, that something encased in bread could be considered move a sandwich because the sandwich is what no, he did, which was move, the act just of move that. move on. No, I'm allowed to move be right. Move on. You're no. not right, though. No, but... You were. No, there is no wrong or right. Yes, yes there, there is. is. No, with this, it's an opinion. No, you want everything... Everything has to fall then into specific categories, right? Like, why does everything have to... If I take a piece of pizza and fold it in half, is that a sandwich? No. What is it? It's a folded pizza. But it's folded in half, and I mean, no, you with one hand. No, because you folded something that was a pizza in half, so therefore it's, it is a folded piece of pizza. Okay, so a wrap is an open-faced quesadilla that's just folded in half. Is a quesadilla a sandwich? No, but they didn't sell it as a quesadilla and somebody then folded it. It was sold as a wrap. No, 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 so no, no. You but you just said you've taken pizza, something and then folded it. But a folded pizza would be a calzone. So if I take a quesadilla... Yeah. And then I roll it up. Is that a sandwich? Well, if you're holding it one hand and it's in bread, then it's the act of sandwich. I'm going to tell you this no. again, man. you got to learn to walk away. But when can you, just, you ever you learn just, to just say, you know what? You have a good point. But you don't have a good point. If I did, would you tell me? Of course I would. Okay, then I'll move on. Yeah, but you don't have a good point. No, but I just want to know that if no, I had a good point, you would say I, I would, of point. course. Have I ever said that to you before? No. Because you've never had a good point. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> Stings, doesn't it? See, I was holding that back. See, I was—I wasn't gonna like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wasn't gonna I, break you. Well, listen, like, I was—I was—I was actually happy. I was gonna have a conversation about the Duke of Sandwich and everything else, and I was Earl, gonna give the, the Earl, the Earl of, sandwich. of Sandwich. I was gonna give that to you. It was great. I thought that was a wonderful moment for you. But you just gotta walk away. You gotta like take the win and just move along. Next question. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dan Drew wants to know, is a wrap a sandwich? <laughs> okay, now, here's what I know. My grandfather no, yeah. no, used to tell me about the Earl of Sandwich, yeah. right? And he was a degenerate and a gambler. Uh-huh. And in order to not leave the gambling table, he would have his houseboys put all of his dinner just in between two pieces of bread for the convenience of it. And it's the Earl of Sandwich. So therefore, oh. that is the origin of the sandwich. So what was the question? Uh, is a wrap a sandwich? 100% no. It's right. a wrap. It's I its own agree. thing. Okay, I would agree. let's move on. Okay, Brittany asks. See how easy that was, Maury? <laughs> See how easy that was? Are you left or right-handed? How do you hold your knife and fork while eating? Oh. I'm right-handed, but I have to hold the knife in my left hand and the fork in my right. Is it super weird and unnatural to try and cut with the knife in my right hand and switch then to eat with the fork? My dad says this mm. is weird and a very left-handed thing to do. Well, Brittany. It's nice to see that you've got a supportive father. Um, (laughs) I'm left-handed, so I, yeah, hold the fork on my left, bring the food to my mouth. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, wait, you're left-handed. Yes. So what hand do you hold the knife with? My right. Really? Yeah. Why is that weird? Yeah, because you should hold the knife with your left to cut. If you're you're left-handed. That's weird. No, it's not. Wait, that's weird. You hold the knife with your dominant hand. 
Oh, I've always held the really? knife with my right hand, and I that way I don't have to switch hands when using the fork. You know that uh, etiquette says that you're actually supposed to switch. You know how people think that that's rude to uh -huh. like to to cut and then switch and everything else. Yeah, etiquette says that it's it's not actually oh a bad thing to switch. Otherwise, you may be perceived as shoveling your food if you just cut and eat and cut and eat and cut and eat. That's what and I do. Actually, I shovel. Yeah, that it's actually okay to put the knife and fork down okay. and then yes. Hold on a second here. So, so here, left hand, yeah. fork, right hand, yeah. knife. Show me how you cut. Okay? Yeah. Here's a banana. Yeah. I'm cutting the banana and I'll go with the fork like this. Yeah. And then I'll cut like really? this with the knife. And then and then I will bring the fork to my mouth sure, and yeah, shovel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fine. So what that. you're saying is No, I'm just no, I, I don't care how not you, you yeah, yeah. etiquette. No, 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 but I'm just saying that I the thing that's weird about this is that you're left-handed, yeah. but you still cut with your right hand. That's weird. So hold on. So what hand do you switch. cut with? What hand do you hold your knife with, Maury? My left hand. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Yeah, I cut like this. I'm yeah, holding this feels the fork weird. like this and I cut like this. You cut with your left? Yeah. Are you left-handed? No, I'm right handed. You guys are both weird. Nobody it does that. It feels weird to nobody hold a knife that. in my left hand and my dominant hand. No, nobody nobody does that. So cut, 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 cut. And then put that down and then switch hands. Yeah, no, there's too much work. No, nobody, nobody, uh, nobody who's right-handed cuts with their left and nobody or who's left-handed cuts with their right. everyone in your mind is spinning like a top? No, I guarantee you that's not the case, More, It's not the case. Yeah, no. Here. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try it this, this weekend. I'm going to try eating a meal weird, and man. cutting with the knife with my dominant hand with my left hand as opposed to my right hand. That's super weird. Okay, hold on here. Let me just look at this. Uh, Left-handed eating. Usually, cutlery for eating is an area that causes a lot of confusion and inconsistency for both left-handed and right-handed eaters. Right-handers traditionally um, eat with a knife and a fork using the knife in their right hand. There you go. Fork in the left hand. Huh. Yes, you do opposite. Like your dominant hand, if you write with your left, yeah. that's your knife hand. If you write with your right, that's your knife hand. No, I cut oh, with wow. my... I cut, I'm right-handed. I hold the fork with my right hand and I cut with my left. Right. I'm huh. going to add that to the long list of things no grown-up taught you as a child. <laughs> you know, I raised myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you raise yourself. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. He can eat through a bone like nobody's business too. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Belgrave writes, Roz, have you ever rented out your cottage after it aired on income property? Um, oh, no. yeah, that's no, right. No, we have not. We, we have, have not. not. No, the, we, we did. You know that's the purpose of the show. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's we, called Income Property. I know. We, we Shout out to Scott McGilfrey, by the way. Yeah, if you don't know, Income Property was a show on, I think it still is a show on. HGTV. HGTV with uh, Scott McGilvery, and we bought this tiny little cottage and uh we did it on the show we did the makeover on the show and at the end of it they tell you they bring appraisers in and they tell you what it's worth and they tell you what you could get for it per week and i'm just far too emotional about it like i'm just far it's far too excuse me personal to me it to drives have, home man it's home to, i know but it drives somebody... me nuts that there are weekends that yeah. you don't go and use it like it, it mentally well, drives you, me yeah nuts. but you can't go up all the time though it's uh you, like it's, if you're not going to use it but i do you use don't it don't need it no it's mine i get to do with it what i want more no but it, like this weekend are you going yes okay next the weekend after that yeah last weekend Wait, that, yes i was in two yeah. weekends is that the weekend we're coming up yeah it is oh yeah. cool awesome can't wait <laughs> b asks this question if your entire internet search history was turned into a book, 
what would the title be? And then in brackets, she writes, I have to mentally prepare myself for Damn It Maury's answer. So if your entire internet search history was turned into a book, like what the, would the title be? God, like the entire? Like from when I started using the internet? Oh, God. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Jeez. Um, mine would probably <laughs> just be classic wrestling. Mine would, that's what it would be called, your, the title. Yeah, because like majority of my search history is all just like old matches that I remember as a kid that I rewatch as an adult. Oh, God. I'm going to say it, this is the story of a one-time porn-addicted mid-century furniture-loving lawn care fanatic pizza eater. Wow, that is a long title. Yeah, because broken up into multiple <laughs> books. <laughs> it would be, it would be a, like a series, like an yeah. anthology. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like <laughs> or like yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, or a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, I Google a lot of furniture stuff. I Google a lot of architecture stuff. Um, of course, you know when you go back to when you first got the internet, everybody just looked at like when when pornography became available on the internet, it was just like something so bizarre. It was like f so foreign and alien. But wasn't the, that when um, it was just pictures that took five minutes to yeah, load? Yeah. Yeah, like everything. Wow, like look it who was remembers just, like the exact time. Yeah, like it was. It was just. It was an, such an incredible thing. And I remember, like you know, being able to download music for the first time. And I was like, "What in the hell is even going on in this world?" Master. And so, so we, you know, when you're at the age that we are, you sort of like got the internet. You, like you remembered it at its very beginning, where you sort of abused its powers for sure. a little while. Okay, um, I think I might have to change my answer because if we're talking yeah. entire, yeah, like entire like, history, like sort of think back to the things to the to, to the to the moments where you were obsessive about something that you spent a lot of time online reading. Okay, so it would be like wrestling, Napster, LimeWire. Oh, here we go. A little bit of porn. Yeah. Um, like music, food, photography. Yeah. I guess... Yeah. Kind of like an anthology, like what you said. Yeah, yeah. Maury's would just be... Himself. <laughs> oh, it would just be called Maury. <laughs> evidence. Uh, evidence, yeah. The reason he died by Maury Sherman. <laughs> oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. No. All the reasons he died. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that's a, that's a protected sort of thing, though, um, especially when you were younger, because I'm sure I looked at stuff or I looked up stuff that I would be horrified if if somebody found out that I had looked that up. You know, like you have a different mentality. Even every now and then, an old tweet will pop up or like one of those Facebook memories. Yeah, and I'm like, I didn't write that. There's no way I wrote that. And then I look and I'm like, Yeah, I, I certainly did write that. <laughs> came up for me yesterday. And it used to be where, where Facebook, where you would just say what you were doing. Yeah. And it was like, Maury is lonely. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Oh, man, it's sad. That, sorry, it's like, that okay? was posted yesterday? 12, no, 12 or? years ago. Oh, 12 oh, years ago. What was going on 12 years ago? I was trying to think, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That's before Matthew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, before Matthew. And what job did you have? Were you working in radio? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been in radio for 21 years. But were yeah. you enjoying yourself? No. No, you weren't. And you were just lonely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like in the, did you have your cats then or no? Yeah. Yeah, oh, poor guy. Uh, Steven sucks, asks man. this question. When someone asks, which do you want first, the good news or the bad news, uh, which one do you normally pick? I always say I want the bad news first before asking for the good news. See, I always say good news because then if you talk about the good news long enough, the bad news, you may not have time for it. Right. I think it all depends. Like On the person that's telling you? On what it is. Or the situation that you're in. Yeah, because I, I, sometimes like... Because if, if it was like really bad news, right? And yeah. somebody's like, do you want the good news or the bad news? 
And I said the good news and they were like, said something real positive and upbeat. And then I go, what's the bad news? And if the bad news was like really devastating, mm -hmm. I would judge them for even going with the good news, even listening to me or, or allowing right. me to have that decision. No, that, I'm exactly. like, why would you hold on to that? Which is why that I is will always ask for the bad news because even if it is the absolute worst, yeah. then at least there's a little bit of hope that the good news would maybe lighten the, my mood or make me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Right? Jeez, what do you do, more? Well, usually it's just bad news. Right. Um, but I always ask for the, the good news first. You do? Always. Yeah. Just because then it's something you're like, oh, that's super cool, and then what's the bad news, and then you'll always do, at least have the good news still See, in I, mind. I think historically when anybody would present me with the good news, the bad news, I would always start with the bad news. Hmm. To, uh, me, to me, that's what makes sense. Here's a great question. Yeah. Great question. Ritwick asks, what's the last lie you told your significant other? Damn it, Maury, go. No, let's start with Roz. Uh, probably what I paid for something. But not a lie, because like Catherine did it, to, Catherine does that too, but we, like I'll always just tell her afterwards, like I'll just be straight up, like we, she bought some four chairs or two stools off somebody on Craigslist and I went with her to get it and I just sit in the car while she goes and meets the Craigslist people. And you don't go with her? What's that? What if something happens? No, like she was like meeting them like on the street, like they were coming out of their building. <laughs> you just sit in the car. What's that? You just sit in the car. Yeah. You don't Are you watching security or are you protection? just on your phone? I'm just, well, I'm just, I'm in the car. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Be with her. Why don't you like walk out with her? No, that makes it weird. Or stand outside of the car. No, that makes it weird. Or pay attention and watch from the car. Yeah. I'll, I, I'd hear something if it went down. <laughs> Would you though? Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So she bought these two stools for her studio. Yeah. And I like, I had, I, I didn't even know she was buying them. I don't care that she bought them and I have no whatever. So she puts these stools in the back and I help her load them in. So after she purchases them, I go behind the truck and I help her load them in. And then I'm like, these are like heavy and kind of busted, huh? And then she's like, yeah. And then in the car, I was like, would you pay for those? And she told me a number, right? And uh -huh. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then I just didn't think about it because they're not my stools and nobody's asking me to sit on them. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. right? And then yeah. like... A day later, she goes, ugh. And I go, what? She goes, I didn't actually pay that for them. And I go, well, what'd you pay for them? She goes, double, right? Oh, so, no. Yeah. And I'm like, and still, I don't care because they're not my stools yeah. and it's not my money. Yeah. So just go for it. Do whatever you want. But she was like, she thought at the time she was making a bad purchase and was, and couldn't even tell me in that moment that how much she overpaid for these two stools. Even still, we're talking like 200 bucks or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that I told her one number I paid for my new lawnmower and I will eventually tell her the actual number that I paid for my new lawnmower. But I think I cut like a grand off the top oh, wow. of, what I, of what I told her I paid for it. Yeah. yeah. I think the last lie I told Jenna, see, I'm bad and I feel bad. I mean, I, I just never lie to her. No. Right? And it was something dumb. Like we moved recently and like something needed to be done to the house. And I have just such a terrible memory. Like if she says, hey, can you text, you know, the roofer or can you email um, the irrigation guy yeah. or can you, you know, look up the price of paint or something, right? Yeah. And she'll say, hey, did you do that thing? And I'll be like, uh, yeah, they didn't get back to me. <laughs> and then you quickly go in the bathroom and jump on your phone. Yeah, and write and by the way, I gotta, I gotta go poop real quick. I take my phone with me, and then I'll like text, "Yo, man, you, yeah, you make this job happen this weekend." Yeah, gotta like, do it now, man. Yeah. Listen, I'll pay cash. I'll tell you, like, here's how bad I feel. There's one time I left work early. Pretty sure I told this story on the radio before, okay. or maybe even on the podcast. 
where I was going to buy Jenna a birthday gift. Mm -hmm. And every day when I leave the building, I always call her just to say hi, see how her morning's going, uh, make my way home, love you, whatever. Sure. So one day I left work, I left the radio station maybe 30 minutes uh, earlier than what I normally do. And I went to the mall. And as I'm pulling up to the mall, I get on the phone with her. Hey, babe, I'm leaving work right now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how's your day? Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, cool. And I'm walking through, I park, I'm walking through the underground parking lot. And she's like, it sounds really weird. Where are you? I'm like, I'm driving home. And then there was this long pause. She didn't say anything. Yeah. And I was like, I can't lie. I'm at the mall. I'm about to go buy a birthday <laughs> present. Wow. Yeah. And she was like, oh, all right. And I'm like, I'll just call you later. Oh, I love you. Jeez. <laughs> like, oh, I can't, I can't even lie. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about lying though. And I want to get Maury's opinion on this as well. So here's the thing about lying, because I've been in a situation like that before and where in a way to not lie, what I do is I tell the truth about two other things, right? So I've been in that same situation before where I've told Catherine I'm doing something and she goes, what are you doing right now? It sounds super weird, right? Yeah. And I said this to her, okay? I can't tell you where I am right now. I can tell you though is I'm not having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Great. And then she's Great like, answer. okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, good answer. Right? Good answer. That's all you need to know. I can't tell you where I am right now, but I will tell you one thing. I'm not having an affair. And then you're just good. And okay. then you're good. Maury. No, I would do... The, I, Great idea, but I would immediately change the topic because right. my husband is the type of person where if you point out something shiny, he'll go, oh, cool. Right. Right. So if I lie about something and he is like, where are you right now? I'll be like, um, don't worry about that. Uh, by the way, I don't gotta worry tell about you that. Yeah, yeah that's or I'll weird. just <laughs> that's weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't worry man, about that. Would that would be real suspect. Yeah, like if 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 you're if Matthew said to you, "Where are you right now, Maury?" Like you sound like you sound really weird, and I'm actually like really curious as to where you are. You'd be like, "Don't worry about that." Also, Fashion Week, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> Wow, so wait, wow, so back to the wow. original question. What so was the, the last, last thing that you lied to Matthew so about? So we're, try, we're trying to save for like our dream vacation to go to London at some point. So, yeah. you know, we're, we have our separate savings accounts and we put money in there and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I have this much money saved right now. And I'm like, so do I. <gasps> so you lied about money? Yeah, I have nothing saved for a London oh, trip. Oh, how much does he have saved? It's like fifteen hundred. Oh wow! And you said me too. Yeah. Oh, Maury. Oh, dude, you're gonna break that guy's heart. No, no, no because no. now Maury's gonna have to say somebody stole it. No, like, no, I'll, I'll have to like you know plow save where you just shovel you, money. You're incapable of plow saving. But you're saving, in so though, much man. debt and owe so many people and companies money, and you have massive credit card debt. How are you gonna? How are you gonna save? For a moment of time, all you do is constantly here's put money I, into Here's that. what I don't understand more, okay, is I know roughly what you make, what we pay mm -hmm. you, right? I don't know how with what you make and all the other free stuff that you get, how you are incapable of saving $1,500 over the course of months. Uh, boot camp, mortgage, gas. What, what's your mortgage payment a month? Well, I put in 700 every two weeks. Okay, so 1400 is that what it... Okay. Yes, $1,400. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. Okay. And then what yeah. other bills do you have? Uh, then there's also Visa. Okay. There well, is... Well, no, 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 no. Gas. Hold on. Visa's not like a thing. Like, it's... it's. 
a mortgage. Like Visa is only Visa when you use it. Yeah. Well, I right? move money over there and then I call them and say, can you remove the hold? And they remove the hold and you have a date to use it. So what normally are you paying on your Visa per month? Uh, like 200 bucks or something. Okay. Well, wait, two. what's the debt that you have on your Visa? Uh, 1,000. Okay, so... so is that what you tell Matthew? No, no, that is one because okay. I, other I bills. was proud about bringing that down. Okay, gas. Other, other bills. What do you pay on gas per month? Um, I give you 50. Yeah, so, so it's about 200 because I've been doing a lot of driving to visit my dad and stuff. What is it normally? Normally it's about uh, 22, 4, 6, 80 a month. 80 a month, okay. so 80. Really? 80 bucks? Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, because you live downtown, okay. so you don't... Uh, your, uh, is that low? W- what other, yeah. What other car payments do you have? Like, what other, sorry, uh, what other what other bills do you have? Uh, car payments? No, no, I own the car now, shockingly. Okay, so right now, Maury, we are at, right now, under $2,000, but let's just say... Okay, then there's Uber Eats bills. Okay. Not Which, really but bills, this is but just like, car. this is like willy-nilly money now yeah. that you're spending, money that yeah. you okay. should not be spending yeah. and you could okay. use to save towards... Your vacation. Yeah. Okay. So, Maury, I don't even think that we've, like, have we even hit half of what you make per month? No. 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 So, where's your money going? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I've offered to help you. Mocha certainly offered to help you so many times. There's no reason with the oh, money that with the uh, money that you make. Boot camp, $33 a week. Okay. Okay. Whatever. But that's even also still, extra. That's extra. You don't have to do, like, you have to make your mortgage payments. That's less than right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to make your mortgage payments. You have to, you choose to drive, so you have to put gas in your car. Uh, you know, you chose to use your credit cards the way that you do, so you have to make those payments. When did this become from lying to... No, we're no. trying to help you, man. You don't yeah, have it's, to go it's crazy to, to uh, these boot camp classes. No, but I, I but I really, really enjoy it. But here's like, the thing, sure. but this, yeah. this is it, though, is that even with all of that mocha, the mystery is where does all your money go? Because even if you throw in boot camp and you throw in all this stuff, you should still have a lot of money left over. I think it's all Uber Eats. Yeah, but that's a, but that's that's a credit choice card, though. That you no, 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 no. My making. Uber Eats goes right to my debit. Oh God, why would you ever do that? Yeah, but, any, but anyway, I don't have but anyway, so you know, like, I just to me, it's just really wild that you are over months incapable of saving fifteen hundred dollars. Like, it's nuts to me. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm. I don't know. Like, do you want help? Because we can get you help with money. Eventually. Eventually, but not yet, though. Not yet. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I still like I still like my lifestyle. Uh, every Wednesday on Instagram, uh, at Kiss925, we'll post a picture that simply reads, Ask Razamoka. That's where you get to ask oh. your question, and uh, we'll try to get through as many can as we, we can, and we will get one of you to ask your question on the podcast with us. One yes. more? Damn more. One more it. quick question. Okay, mm-hmm. is it about you? No. Danny wants to know, is a wrap a sandwich? No. No. Okay. We're moving on. Okay. Oh. Thank you very much. That has been episode number 80 of the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How does it feel, Roz, that the episode number matches your age? What episode are we at? I just said it. 80. Oh, 80. Burn. Ring, 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 911, 111, burning. He's so proud of himself. He's so proud. Look at you, jerk. 911. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss92.5 app.